Welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. So we have an awesome episode today. Later on, we will have our interview with Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel. We travel across the pond to talk all things Superman and geek goodness. But first, as always, I am TC, joined by Toy Story. What up? Bojo. Red, red five standing by. <laughs> and JJ. Hello. All mm. right. Well, we're going to turn it over to Toy Story for the Geek Beat and uh, go into what's going on in the world of geekdom. So first off, we got a lot of crisis on Infinite Earth. I'm sorry. I'm just going to interrupt you quickly. I was really proud of myself for that one today. That was good. I felt like a professional. <laughs> I, I would have forgotten the Masters of the Geekiverse. I'm I, glad yeah. you did it. I know. That's why I don't let anyone else do it. Because <laughs> always forget the Masters of the Geekiverse. We are the Masters of the Geekiverse. I mean, we could probably just like write that down yeah we could i i don't need should to, we though. trademark that we probably should we yeah. probably should <laughs> test you fund it yeah. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> all right so crisis on infinite earth we got a bunch of updates so we have a small michael keaton bruce wayne nod that's been leaked from the from the uh, crossover who wants to talk about that so uh it looks like it's a gotham city gazette which is that the paper that um the Robert Vicky... Knox. Well, yeah, was that yeah. where Alexander yeah. Knox and, and sure. Vicky Vale worked for? They I worked believe for the so. Yeah. So it's a it's a newspaper that says, um, you know, uh, Wayne Tech CEO Bruce Wayne to marry socialite Selena Kyle. So like, it's a picture of <laughs> it has a picture of him of Michael Keaton, it's, it's Bruce pretty, Wayne. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's. I was kind of shocked when I first saw that. I was like, wow. This at first I thought maybe he was coming on, but. I wonder if it's like it just set dressing. Like, is it actually gonna make like play a part, or is it just gonna be like this is a cool thing that's in like, a newsstand? You know, I, I imagine it's, you're, you, there's gonna be a shot of somebody walking by yeah. a newsstand, and there's just gonna be hung up behind the guy. Yeah, or right. in like one of those uh, pull downs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've got to say before we go into more of this, this thing that Crisis on Infinite Earth is doing is probably one of the most amazing things that anyone's ever done in comics movies or television like the fact that they're bringing in all these different things i don't think anyone has had this appreciation i wish the movies would take you know maybe a page from what these guys are doing and realize how exciting this is for the fans that they're showing this appreciation to like all these different you know people who have played the characters before i'm a i'm a little nervous I'm a little nervous because of the track record that DC's been going on. Uh, with but this their is movies. DC TV. Yeah. I know. I understand that. I, I, well, same can also be said for DC TV. I'm a little nervous. I hope it gets. I'm. I'm. I'm so excited for it, but I hope it. 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 I don't know. Temper expectations. It's. It's, it's DC Comics. It's TV. DC's TV and animation has always been kind of stronger than Marvel I hear stuff. You. I hear you. I don't you think know. any of this East like all this stuff. There's no way that there's going to be a chance that I don't enjoy like all these like nodes or or uh, nods or like homages to like the past like I feel like that's their bread and butter yeah, maybe a lot of homages to the past like fan service yeah I feel like you know the, the, the things that people really enjoy is like you know when you watch it like oh my god I know that and it's just like it doesn't even matter if you don't know that but you'll know it later I just hope that they don't rely on that for like everything yeah because yeah. like fan service doesn't mean good content well right. I think I think what this <clears throat> the intention of this truly is is to bring everyone into the same universe i think that's the intention of this crisis because they're they're killing off green hour right um 
Are they? They're not. They. Well, it's it's pretty obvious that the, he's got to make the sacrificial play. Yeah. So like, he's he's basically their Batman at this point, right? right? And and you know they're they're starting off this new universe. I think from what I'm hearing, Supergirl is going to be brought into this new world where everyone's in the same universe, which makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, this this I'll, I'll just let's go back into the news because we're gonna go off on a diatribe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with, with that, Bert Ward obviously is going to be in it, and a photo leaked of him in like a bright red sweatshirt walking a German Shepherd. Yeah, in the, in the classic um, like, Robin colors yeah, uh, from the '66 show. Mm-hmm. He's seventy-four. Right he's now. seventy-four, man. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, can you imagine how awesome it would have been if you could have got um, Adam West? Adam West. Too? <sighs> oh my god! I know. Like so, all the like every day. I, I I be I'll be honest. If we don't get every single person who at least in the past has played a DC character, I'd be really surprised. I mean, the only person who hasn't. Um, confirmed at this point is Linda Carter, right? And I'm telling you, there's no chance she's not going to be involved in this uh, in some capacity as the, the original Diana. Um, there's no chance. She's, you don't think so? I, I, I'm saying there's no chance she's not. Oh, well, right. She's already done stuff for Supergirl. She was well, a, she's, a role in Supergirl. She's going she? to show up as Wonder Woman in some capacity. If it's not leaked, it's going to show up um, without it being leaked. Would she be Hippolyta, maybe? What's that? Could she Hippolyta? be Hippolyta? No, I want her to be the Diana? Fr- Diana from the universe that she played her in 1977 or whatever hmm. the year was. So, so I want to go back to uh, to uh, Keaton. Did he get paid for this? Do you think it's an interesting question? I don't know. I would. I don't know if he either. has to. It's it's his likeness. They it depends on how much this actually plays into the episode. It's if it's picture, literally just set dressing, it sh- it shouldn't. Re- I don't know if it would matter. It's a I'm picture a, back from the from eighty nine. Something so that, for something that's owned by Warner. Should we get Brothers, one so. of our legal friends to be, like I'm, give I'm us curious. a quote on this? I'm curious. We should probably find out. Yes. Maybe we'll have an answer for you guys later. Maybe, oh. maybe JJ will be able to get a legal per- I don't. I don't trust our other legal friends. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He so, listens to this show. Sorry. He will be greatly offended. Sorry, I wouldn't trust B. him either. Oh, you guys are the worst. I would trust him. Also from that movie, Batman 89, we have Robert W-U-H-L. Wool. Wool. Thank yeah. you. Like he was actually Robert at Terrificon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember. And he'll be reprising his role as Alexander Knox. So maybe the the paper will be in his scene probably. Maybe. It's most likely yeah. it has to be. I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's a, what a coincidence that the two kind of dropped in the scene. But you know yeah. what's funny? She wasn't a socialite, um, Selena Kyle in the in the Keaton universe. She was like she worked for um, Christopher Walken. Mm, was hello. <laughs> well, power. We can never have enough power. <laughs> Selena. Hello. hello. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, prescription is more cowbell. W- weren't we trying to get through these? In yeah, days? sorry. It's <laughs> not happening. It's right, cool. not happening. Yeah, it should be cool, Crisis, right? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, next up, not much n- news, but a little announcement for people. So once you're hearing this, it'll be tonight. John Boyega's agent confirmed that a new Episode Nine trailer will be airing during Monday Night Football this evening. Wait, what? Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, so you could watch football for football, you could watch football for Star Wars, or you can wait till they post the trailer on, on the internet like five minutes later. Which Correct. will I'll be doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like football that much. Who's playing Monday night? Oh, oh, well, that's a good question, actually. Do we We don't really care. I My I fantasy actually, team cares. I actually care. And I also <laughs> am doing terribly this year. <laughs> Let's talk about sports on this guy. Uh, sorry. Toy Story and I don't care. Yeah. All right, we'll, move we'll, on. We'll be on you. All right, next. We're gonna talk about Detroit Zach's and Green Bay. All right, let me let me take the reins <laughs> right, here for a second. Go, 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 go. Let me just run wild. So this is this is something that I I am not a, five I'm not a big fan of of uh, of trashing things. <laughs> like, 
like I'm, I'm really not i try and find the silver lining i am um we know <laughs> so we haven't talked on the show yet how the new birds of prey poster dropped so this we is for the not. movie birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of me never learning this full title for this terrible looking movie you know the title name i do know the title name <laughs> i hate it um the poster dropped the trailer dropped and i i honestly was looking forward to it until i saw the poster and then i saw the trailer um, so for those of you who haven't seen it, there was a poster released and it's Harley Quinn and it's like her full head on this, this poster and all the other characters are kind of floating around her head as like little birdies as if she's been like knocked on the head as a Looney Tunes thing. And it would have been great if it was executed in a better design fashion. So let me get on my design high horse for a second. Okay. I'm on my high horse. I just okay. want to point out that it is very rare for Bojo to criticize something this openly. I am so mad. Before it comes out. I am so mad. And listen, it could be great, but I saw the trailer. Um, <laughs> I just The usage of color is actually kind of fun in the poster, and I will give it that. Um, but, like, the scale of Harley Quinn's head is ridiculous. And then all the other characters are teeny tiny little birds, and you can't see who's who. You can't see what they look like. You can't see what they're wearing. They look they look terrible. You know what my biggest issue was, and I didn't notice it until um, Toy Story pointed out the fact that Harley Quinn is also one of the birdies she sees. Why, I don't understand that. Why not just shift her whole head down, right? So you just have eyes. it from like bridge of nose or eyes higher. Put a lump on her head with her little mallet, and then have those little characters actually floating above, maybe slightly larger, so you can see who's who. Maybe you're not, you're not wrong. Maybe I didn't have as much of a gripe with it when I first saw it until you pointed all these things out. I, I'm sorry. Design-wise, <laughs> it's just it's very frustrating. We'll like post this picture and I'll circle stuff trailer? and do like a whole. Ugh. Okay, the trailer. Um, my aside from the the oversaturation of Harley Quinn, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, DM. I know you're a Harley fan. <laughs> aside from the oversaturation of Harley Quinn, none of the characters seem like the characters, and that's a major major fa- like Cassandra Kane talks. Cassandra Cain talks and is also not, like, a martial artist. Mm-hmm. Like, why not just call her someone Listen, else? I'm all, I'm all for reimaginations of characters. Me but too. But this is not that. <laughs> no, this is, like, just doesn't. we're just going to name these characters after characters. Yeah. Like, what? All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, that was pretty concise. Very wow. good. I'm proud of you. All right. Proud of you. I'm great, off the high horse Great now. job. I'm Sorry, surprised guys. You, right. you only did it for that short of time. I, no. I can only be negative for, for very small spurts. I was really looking forward to this movie. Like, oh. even, even the title. Oh, now I understand yeah. why, why I was you're disappointed. Really, <laughs> really looking forward to this movie. I loved all the characters involved, and then I saw them all, and they were all not right. Are you still going to see it? Um... I don't even know if I'm going to go see the new Star Wars movie. So <gasps> I know, I know. We talked. We like you guys were talking about the trailer like two seconds ago. I don't even know if I want to go see it in theaters. It's the last one. You have to. I don't because I've already <laughs> sunk like five hours into them, and I wasn't really happy with them. So I mean, I a agree, one movie I mean, does not make a trilogy. One, the first one was very good. The first one was rehashed. The fourth, whatever. No, 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 <laughs> don't not, you do not doing it. <laughs> that was saved. Harrison Ford deserved the Great Geek Debate Part Two. Great Geek Debate Part Two. Anyway, moving on. We're gonna talk about. Martin Scorsese. Who? Martin Scorsese. Never heard of him. No. He's got a little movie coming out called The Irishman. Nope. Yeah. Anyway, he's trashing. Is that the guy from uh is that Banshee from the X-Men? The Irishman? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> 
Anyway, he's been um he's been kind of trashing the Marvel movies lately in the press, saying that they're you know not really cinema. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of superhero movie involved people like James Gunn have been responding, saying that they're super disappointed in his comments, and James Gunn especially like he looked up to Scorsese as someone like one of his heroes, and to hear him say that is just really you know upsetting to him. So, what do you guys think of this? So wow. the the one thing I wanted to say is, I guess it. Def- depends on how i and you know what this is a very rare um take for me because i'm gonna a little bit come to his defense is i guess it depends on how you define cinema i mean if you know is he just saying the movie experience in general i think part of the problem is is people are are getting cranky about the fact that pe that regular folks don't want to spend 20 to 22 dollars or whatever it is 17 dollars to go see a film and not get an experience like you get with the Marvel or the DC Universe. I mean, outside of seeing like a blockbuster film, I was like, I'm really fine with waiting for anything else, you know, watching it at home. You know, I have a large screen at home and, you know, I don't need, I have a decent amount of sound and, you know, I don't feel like it's necessary to see some of those movies in a theater. I go to these movies, but I have that AMC thing where it's 20 bucks a month for like 12 movies. Yeah. If I was paying full price for each movie, I would not go. Yeah. But... Hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it is. $24 <laughs> now, but it's still worth I it. I think. literally have seen, like, one movie this year. Yeah. yeah. And, and is he comparing, you know, the uh, so like the Marvel movies where it's heavy CGI compared to the movie that he's done where there's really... I mean, he's... Probably he, just the fact that the Marvel movies are, like, cookie cutter at this point. He's done so many movies. And I think in the beginning... I think maybe, if anything, now he has more of an argument because I feel like they are starting to get a little bit that way. But we don't know what, well, you know, better. yeah, we don't know what we're going to see, you know, in the next phase. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's a different world now. Like, you know, you're you're growing up in a world where people expect this from their theater experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he came up, you know, I'm sure some of the stuff he did, you know, made the older people of his generation cranky at the time mm-hmm. it's you know it's just the evolution of the world um i, I don't know if we we touched we were planning to touch on this but you know i think robert downey jr gave you know a great answer and it, it was kind of like what i was saying and it's just like you know it's you know the evolution of cinema some people you know have are hard it's hard for them to change their ways and what they expect from their experience and you know, I mean, I, do I think he's wrong? I mean, for his interpretation, I'm, I'm thinking he, he's probably looking at it differently. I mean, even Jennifer Aniston made comments recently how she's, you know, she wished we could have like the same rom-com experience, you know, going to the movies and, you know, enjoying those. And like, yeah, I remember before the Marvel Universe came out, you know, we were going to see stuff like Knocked Up and Superbad and stuff yeah. like that. And those were the movies that were big, you know, even like would... um. Uh, what's the one where the three guys get drunk and don't remember <laughs> where they the are? Hangover. Yeah, they, would the Hangover do as well now? I don't know. You're I right. mean, you know, those are the the movie industry is changing. You know, evolution of stuff changes Society, all the time. Are changing. I, I, Societally, people are changing. I, yes. I mean, everything's changing for like everything. You know, in the '60s, maybe in the '70s, '80s, you know, all the fans of like you know westerns could have been crying about like, ah, I want a good western again. But I mean, I you know, would, I everything. Like a good western again. <laughs> um, th- there's been a few, I think, right? Three ten cow- cowboys and aliens. No, oh, <laughs> I really enjoy that. I'm not going, but oh, we won't get into that. No. But no, I hear where you're coming from. I though. made lots of money off that. I, th- I think I understand where he's coming from. The fact that he followed up with it. What was the follow up that he said? I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry for putting you on this. That's okay. Something, I'm not about, something about it turned into like a theme park type of. Th- you know, I I don't necessarily disagree. I understand. So it's it's the definition of cinema that I think is is what right people are having a, a discussion about currently. Mm-hmm. 
I don't necessarily disagree yeah. with, with Scorsese's assessment of things. And I don't think that that means that the movies that I enjoy with Marvel are not, not good. It's not cinema. It's something else. He's, yeah. he's comparing, we he's shouldn't be invaded by it. We need cinemas to step up and show films that are narrative films. So he's saying that these aren't narrative films. There's a narrative element to them, but the, yeah. the spectacle of it is, is I think, is the selling point. Is the selling point. Yes. Yeah, he's comparing I think Marvel movies to theme parks. He, yeah. he might want, like, the, the big push should be independent theaters that have cheaper prices that show more like I, the the Jay and Silent Bob thing that they're doing is essentially like a I think a two day release right Jay and Silent Bob reboot I think is the the October fifteenth October seventeenth this is not a plug Kevin Smith did not contact us to do this um, but like but I he can if he wants he um <laughs> like it's literally like a two day release I think and then like he's just gonna tour around with Jason Mewes and watch it in theaters with audiences like that's a that's a cool way to 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 do a movie you know yeah. Anyway, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. You know, movies have just gotten so expensive at, these, at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like we can have a whole episode discussion about this. I mean, it, it's really kind of your opinion. I mean, I get where maybe, he's coming maybe from. Maybe we should. I. I it, it's possible. I mean, it's just so I, I don't want to... I don't want to spend the whole episode on it, but mm-hmm. it's. You know, what is cinema? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we could have mean, an episode on that. What is cinema? <laughs> yeah, let, let's do that. What is Com- coming to your ears in the near future. All right. Sorry. All right, so um, we have a new DC Comics timeline. Yeah. Who wants to talk about that, so, Mr. Davina? Yeah, this was me. Um, so the, from New York Comic Con last week, um, they, DC had a panel where they, they released like a really low-res, I think, version of like their, their new like five generations or four generations of, of uh, comics. Um, so like there was Generation 1, that, like really low res, but you can still kind of make stuff out. It's like the dawn of the heroic age, and it's like 25 years. And Generation 2 is the space age, and it's 15 years. And that's when like Superman and Batman debut, despite the fact that Superman was also in like the, the first generation, the heroic age. Um, space age is when like, you know, Robin, Batgirl, all, like Nightwing all debut, and it ends with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Generation 3 is the age of crisis. So, like that's all the stuff that's from the 80s to now. So it's um, Death in the Family and Killing Joke. And, you know, all the stuff through the, the 90s, like Zero Hour and the, the Legion 3, like, reboot. Um, you know, JLI then becomes JLA with Grant Morrison. You have all those crises, like Identity Crisis, Infinite Crisis, uh, Final Crisis. And then it leads to the current generation, which is Flashpoint. And, like, there's this big rumor going around that there's a DC Comics 5G. And, like, you think about 5G, it's five generations, fifth generation. Like, it seems, like, to, to tie into what this is. And uh, it seems like they're trying to, to streamline their timeline or, like, figure out okay. what their timeline is and kind of give themselves, like, a, a working timeline that I guess that this is but isn't necessarily meant for us to see. I don't really know exactly what's happening on that. Um, but like, there's rumors of a new crisis next year, and I just kind of oh, wanted man. to post to you guys. <laughs> yeah, like crises. Do do we need another Christi. crisis? <laughs> like, does DC need another crisis? I know that there's like some like continuity snafus. Like, you guys noticed any of those continuity snafus? And like, even just between like New Fifty Two, Twenty Eleven, when you guys like were, were well, starting to read. Well, well, they were trying to to wrap up the whole Superman thing, so they killed like New Fifty Two Superman. They brought on like the Lois Lane and the. And the kid, um, his, his son, Jonathan. John Kent. And then, like, you know, with Flash, they kind of brought back Wally West, right? Because he yep. kind of disappeared. And um, That was DC. I, I'm, really, I'm really behind on what's going on uh, currently on DC just because I've been reading uh, mostly digitally. And um, their DC Universe app for reading comic books is not up to par, in my opinion. Uh, I put a post on this recently with my uh, – my, I praise them on their original content, especially uh, Titans. But um, – 
to answer your question, I'm a little bit aware of what's going on. But mm. <laughs> okay. So Toy so, Story. Any... I, I, I'm very not current. So. Oh, <laughs> son of a gun. Yep. Don't look at me. Oh, jeez. I did read a lot of new So I, I posed a question a... that's just for it's me. Okay. Uh, okay. This is awesome. So answer your own question. Um, I, I just I, I thought the Doomsday Clock was going to be their like answer to all but, these. But they're not done with it, right? It's it's late. It's going on so long. Right. It's late. I was going to touch on this when we started talking about it. And I haven't it. read any of that. Uh, Doomsday not, Clock is really cool. I'm not. It, it didn't spark any interest in me. Oh, it's really cool. I've been reading. I've, I'm behind, but I've been enjoying uh, what I'm up to so far. I, I, I definitely recommend it. And, like, you know, I'm a fan of Watchmen and a fan of DC and fan of DC continuity. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a cool book. That was going to be, like, what I was going to talk on about with, like, what we're reading. But I'm going to jump into it now. That's fine. <laughs> um, I... I thought Doomsday Clock was was gonna kind of answer this, these questions, and I, I think the fact that Doomsday Clock is is so delayed, like they're working up different ways to fix this. Uh, like Doomsday Clock supposed yeah. to final, it was supposed to drop in June. Who's doing that? Is it Jeff Johns? It's Jeff Johns and Jeff Gary Johns, Frank. Yeah. Uh, so Doomsday Clock for anyone who's unaware, uh, is that Doctor Manhattan has um, infiltrated our universe and was like kind of the the leading, the guiding force, the guiding hand, the reason that the New 52 might have happened or like mm. why there was like a, an absence of, of hope in like the or like 90s, 2000s, 2010s, like DC Comics. It's kind of cool. I don't know. I think it's a really fun read. I think it's really interesting. Um, I, I would give it a, a read. Um, but I don't know if like, I thought that was kind of be the, the crisis answer. Like instead of doing another crisis, like that would that would have done it that would have dealt with it and then we would have dealt with repercussions of it mm-hmm. but apparently not <laughs> anyway i it's all kind of speculation it's all kind of rumor at this point i'd be interested to see like what they're going to do with it and and how it's going to kind of play out and how that timeline's going to uh, i'm a dc guy i like i like timelines anyway <laughs> we're getting off topic That's i'm right. done i'm good i'm okay. sorry okay all righty then all right shall we go into our interview then that's about good because that about wraps it up for everything is that it? That's we it. We talked about everything? Yeah. That was pretty quick. Awesome. All right. So next you're going to hear our awesome interview with Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel. All right. Well, we're glad to welcome to the show Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel, the biggest Green Lantern fan there is around. Luke, thank you for joining us. No, no. You're, you're very welcome. I'm really <laughs> excited to come on. So this is... This is the, the biggest amount of people I've had on a podcast so far. So good. <laughs> All right. So we're breaking records left and right. <laughs> I was a joke, obviously. Uh, the Geek of Steel is not a big Green Lantern fan. He is a Green Lantern fan, I'm sure, but uh, mostly a, a Superman fan, as the listeners at home can't see, but uh, we can see everything around you is Superman. Hmm. I believe I that, that plaid shirt is even one of the uh, Tom Welling shirts that he wore on Smallville, I correct? Said, no, I did actually start wearing plaid <laughs> a lot more after Smallville. <laughs> so, always going for the lumberjack look. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a bad look. It's not a bad look. Midwestern farmer look. So, um, again, uh, how we usually start these off is uh, we get the origin story of our guest. And, um, again, before you became the geek of steel, you know, just tell us quickly how um, Luke Bug became a big geek and a comic fan. No, of course. Um, the TV show Smallville is where it all began for me. I've been a devoted Smallville fan since it very first aired. And before the, the days of streaming television and you could have TV shows and episodes instantly after you finished, they aired weekly here. And I didn't know much about the show. I didn't know it was going to be on television. And one Sunday morning... I started watching it 
and I recognized the characters and the storylines. And from that, I was hooked on that show. And from there, I was interested in the backstory. I wanted to know as much about Superman as I possibly could. And from there, the obsession grew <laughs> and grew and grew. Ah, we couldn't tell at all. <laughs> it, it's funny. I was actually, you know, we, we had a little hiccup earlier, but um, I was saying that when I um, was in high school, I, I saw in the subway stations that they had these posters for Smallville. And like right away, I was like, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't put two and two together. And I was already a Superman fan. And it's, you know, it was just Tom Welling kind of, you know, hanging in the, in the cornfield, you know, the yeah. pilot episode where they have him almost like as a crucifixion type thing. And yep. I was like, I was like, wow, what's this show about? And then it, it took like the third or fourth time for me to see it. And I was like, wait, Smallville. And then I noticed he had like a little thing of uh, kryptonite on his chin. I was like, this might be a show about Superman. I have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, that first episode yeah. was was pretty dark. It was they yeah. squeezed a lot into the storyline, and um, I still don't like Whitney at all. <laughs> <laughs> After all those years, he was still a bully. Bless yeah. him. Yeah, no. yeah. So, yeah Smallville was where it all began, and and from there, the obsession grew and grew, and then I started sharing my collection online with Instagram. At first, it was just a way for me to document my collection. And then it grew and followers started coming and I was meeting fellow collectors from all over the world. And eventually the the LS bug of Instagram morphed into the the geek of steel, which is sort of um my Clark Kent Superman <laughs> So and you, that's grown over the years as well. So you were kind of forced to morph into the geek of steel, right? Yeah, so with Instagram the handles are all lowercase. Yeah. So LS bug looked like is bug <laughs> so i was getting tagged in the wrong comments i think if you still go to um is bug at instagram it says um this is not the page you're looking for you need to go here <laughs> so yeah I, I changed that to the geek of still and that took over wow uh, that and then the website came the youtube and and eventually the uh, the podcast of steel as well so it's certainly taken over my life yeah, so we'll we'll get into all that soon. You mentioned um, earlier that you started reading like Superman comics. Do you have like a favorite uh, story that you can think of offhand? Kingdom Come is a story that I could read over and over. Nice again. pick. Um, all Star Superman is a fantastic read. Um, it, it comes and goes. I mm. mean, I, I've got Hidden in the Dark is um, my my graphic novels. I've got boxes and boxes of comic books hidden on the floor that are always out of the way. And it depends on my mood. I can, if I'm feeling down, I would go and try and find an inspirational story. If I needed a laugh, I'd go and read one of my Bizarro or Elseworld <laughs> comics yeah. just to sort of lift the mood. But normally I would just, if I'm wanting to go off and get away from social media, find a time, I would just sort of blind pick a graphic novel off the shelf and and hope it's a good one they normally are so that's good. yeah I, I think uh, i probably would say uh, superman for all seasons was mm. definitely one of my all-time favorites and I, and i had just re as a big superman fan i had just recently read it which was surprising to me um I, was it that you that oh no another one of our friends uh he was a former guest mike carroll he uh, he recommended that to me but a great story it's i highly recommend it regardless. <laughs> it, it's a gorgeous artwork as well so absolutely it's one of my favorites Excellent. Who wants to ask the next question? Do you, staying on the topic of comics, do you have like a favorite origin of Superman? Because there have been like, you know, five in the past 30 years. 
yeah it's it's hard to keep up um, yeah i mean i really admire the people that go to their local comic shop each week the wednesday warriors every, and that's it and just able to get everything but keep up with the stories as well keeping up uh, that, that, I, that i don't do i i keep buying i'm just not reading uh, on time you still, you still got the addiction <laughs> yeah you can't but I mean, um, the death of Superman is is an arc I can go back and keep on reading. Mm. Oh, I've got the graphic novels. I've got the uh, sort of the deluxe editions. I don't know why, but if they release it in a new print, I'm gonna buy it. It's sort of that <laughs> whole um, Mel Gibson. I think in conspiracy theories, he always buys one book when he goes past a shop. And if I pass a shop and see a copy of The Death of Superman or The Return of Superman, I have to buy it. Wow. I don't know why. It's a, it's a condition that I need to get looked at. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool that you do that, though. I, I'm not I, I remember when The Return of Superman graphic novel, like that big, thick book was like 20 it's bucks. Oh my goodness. It was like 20 bucks, the trade paperback. Like, oh God, this is like probably 20 years ago. <laughs> so like I bought it and like was reading through it. I probably read through it, like believe it or not, before I think I read Death of Superman. <laughs> Oh my spoilers! I know, I know. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, my my original copy is sort of yeah, it's very dogged. So oh yeah. it's it's travelled around a few countries with me because it's one of my sort of go to airplane books to read. So and then I've got copies that are still in the cellophane. I've refused to open them, but yeah, <laughs> it's a fan, one of my favourite storylines for sure. I've actually um, you know, I'm not big on change. But I've really enjoyed the uh, Superman Year One so far. That origin story, the new uh, the Frank Rem- Miller, book. yeah, the Frank Miller and yeah, uh, yeah. John Romita. I- I've, I've really enjoyed that story. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting. I've got um, I think a week off in November from work. I'm going to try and have an a social media free week and just catch up on comics and TV shows because there's just too much happening. Which is don't get me wrong. It's, it's a great time to be a geek and yeah. a Superman fan. There's so much happening. But I need to set aside some time, just get some noise-canceling headphones, <laughs> listen to some John Williams, go to a coffee shop, and just read and read and read. So, sounds Fantastic like a, taste of music. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> sounds like an ideal week to me. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Perfect staycation. I, I don't think my wife would let, that, would let me do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Who, who's up next here? Um, all right, I'll go. I'll keep going. <laughs> all right, so the next thing we wanted to talk about is do you have a favorite live action Superman? Obviously, Tom Welling's going to be in that mix. He is in there. For me, I mean, I grew up as a kid. Obviously, Superman, Christopher Reeve, he was around. So, you know, it's hard not to be emotive whenever I watch those movies or just see a picture of him in my Superman suit, so to speak. But Tom Welling, for me, um, he made me fall in love with Superman and the Superman world. So for me, he he is my favorite go-to sort of Superman on screen. But I love Christopher Reeve. I love Brandon. I love Henry Cavill. Uh, Tyler, he's okay. <laughs> I was actually going to say, as a little follow-up, like, what do you think is the each of the other guys, what do they do really well as the role? What do you see as them doing really well as the role? Tom Welling's Clark, for me, was phenomenal. Right. Growing up, getting to understand his powers, learning about his natural father and his adopted father, and seeing him grow up over those 10 years. I mean, he was he, he was pretty grown up when he started playing Clark Kent, but he's got good genes, so yeah. he was able to portray that look of a younger Clark Kent. So he was a fantastic Clark Kent for me. Christopher Reeve was 
as a Superman again, fantastic. But his portrayal of Clark Kent and Superman were, were very different to Smallville. He still did it in his own way, which was phenomenal. I mean, there are certain scenes where you can see that he's physically taller when he turns into Christopher Reeve, sort yeah. of his Clark Kent to Superman. His shoulders sort of morph into a bodybuilder's going from that <laughs> yeah. slouch look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon did um, a, a good a job as he could. Superman Returns isn't everyone's favorite Superman film, but right. there's a good story in that film. And there are good characters, and I loved some of the photography in that film. It was just outstanding. You know what? I've I've commented this on on the past. I think Brandon has done the best Christopher Reeve Clark Kent that anyone could have done, other than Christopher yeah. Reeve himself. The the Superman was okay. His Clark Kent was great. I, I was, really enjoyed his his Clark Kent. Although, like the his, recent pictures of him as the Kingdom Come Superman. Are, oh God. I don't think I'm any st- anyone other than maybe uh, Chris still himself. Still getting goosebumps yeah, about that every time I think about it. It's incredible. He looks phenomenal, but um, yeah, yeah, I'll have to agree with you. The you know, as this big Superman fan, uh, um, Tom wasn't my first um interaction with him. I actually um, it was Chris, and you know, I see him, and he's just so transcending as Superman. Like you know, I close my eyes, and you know, when I think of Superman, I see him kind of saying good word transcending he just he (laughs) (laughs) he just you know he like you said he transformed himself as two different people like you know it's almost like they got two different actors to play it and you know it's a credit to his you know acting ability to really be clark kent and be superman at the same time and you know not see them as the same person i think he did that so well that you would never believe that clark kent was superman regardless of whether they had the glasses on or not not at yeah. all. And this was obviously way before CGI. Yeah. Way before sort of face morphing technology where they can change things. Yeah. And it was just simply him putting on the costume and turning into that hero. Yeah. And you know, the poster said, you'll believe a man can fly. Right. And <laughs> I did as a kid. Yes. I still do now because of those flying scenes. Yeah. Not he so just... much when he's on the side of the building and his cape doesn't flow down behind it. Yeah. That's so... one my that's like my one now. <laughs> if you could Everything George Lucas that movie, you'd fix that one scene. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was yeah. the one thing I would go back and change. <laughs> Add a little CG there. <laughs> so I guess let's get into like some of the stuff that you started. Um, so you're a founding member of We Speak Geek. That's can you, correct. Yeah, can that you tell just... everyone a little bit what it is and you know how, yeah, how no, it got started? So through Instagram and going to some events and whatnot, uh, we, we tend to see the same bloggers at, when we get invited to screenings mm-hmm. and rare opportunities when we go to a premiere or just at a, a Comic-Con. Uh, sort of, we all live in different parts of the country. So Kibla is from London. Tasman is a little bit further up north. So London is our sort of hub. We can meet up together and go to screenings and make reviews. And we decided to join forces at the beginning of 2019 and sort of become this little gang of geeks. It's good because going to events and screenings is fun, but real life situations always come into play where one of us can't make it or one of us has, has got a work engagement. So we can send somebody else. Sometimes more than one of us can attend, but it's good because... If we can't go, we can send Kibbs or we can send Tasmin and, and we can sort of make a group effort out of it. And it's worked really well for us. We've had a fantastic time over the last year. And, it, and it's nice to sort of, um, I was doing blogging solo work for about a year. I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm mm-hmm. still the geek of Steel First and, and We Speak Geek Second. 
but it's been fun to engage more with like-minded bloggers and go to events and, and sort of work with companies from time to time. Yeah, I think Tasman, she's uh she's the Kryptonian. Uh the the yes, another username that was fantastic, the aspiring, aspiring Kryptonian. Kryptonian. Yeah, she was at New York Comic Con recently, right? This past she was weekend? she had yeah. a fantastic time as well. I mean she was in Mexico for a week on holiday, then she flew off to New York, she grabbed a selfie with Jim Lee. She took I think uh, all of her luggage was comics. <laughs> that? Yeah. So she's got a lot of signatures coming back. So she had a fantastic time. So that's, I'm really proud of her. I like that's those awesome. priorities. Yeah, good priorities. <laughs> nice. Very cool. She tried to get every single um, variant of Action Comics 1000. And she's got them all, I think. But now she wants to get them all signed. So oh, she's given herself a real challenge there. If she's missing any, let, let me know. I, I have all of them. <laughs> I shall send her your yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So can you tell us a little bit about how your relationship with Warner Brothers UK started? Um, yeah, I mean, beginning of 2018 is when the Geek of Steel was really starting to kick off. I put some time and a little bit of money into becoming the Geek of Steel, buying a new laptop, going to more events, and saying yes to every situation that came my way. And I got a new laptop just before 2019, and I thought, right, I'm going to just start sending emails to everybody because soon somebody has to say yes or at least reply. <laughs> and and they did. And I was, I was very grateful for that. So I think uh, one of the first times someone reached out to me was to go to um, a Lego exhibit that was in London. And from there, um, I got invent invited to a few screenings. And from then on, it sort of it grew. I managed to build up. Um, a trusting relationship with them and they were, were happy to to uh, send me along to screenings and, and send me dvds to review and from there it's been um it's been a fantastic relationship it's, it's really helped me not only grow as a blogger but get more confident with public speaking and sort of leaving comfort zones as well that was that's that's the the, the greatest achievement i've done for myself since 2018 was realize that comfort zones are meant to be left yes that's very that's well incredible. said. Thank you. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I know here, I, I, you've been here, obviously. The uh, the geek and comic c culture have exploded, and it's you know accepted really? so really. Um, you know, we know countrywide and worldwide too. Have you seen the same thing in the UK as well, where it's really exploded in terms of popularity? It's. I'm certainly seeing a lot more blogger sites start to emerge and sort of come out of the woodwork as well, which is fantastic. And I've only sort of been visiting Comic-Cons for about five years, but I've definitely seen a huge growth in that business area as well. Some good, some not so much. I can remember going to London Film and Comic-Con a couple of years ago, which is for us, that's our equivalent of, say, like New York Comic-Con mm -hmm. or San Diego Comic-Con. It's in the country's capital. It's on a massive scale. And about five years ago, it was more people going to get comics, mm -hmm. get comic books signed, dress up in cosplay. Now it's a lot more come and see us, give us some money, and you can have five seconds of a superstar. Yeah. And that superstar might not be particularly much to do about comics, mm -hmm. even not at all. And it's very sort of get the Sounds money while you can <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the thing i've seen that happen i've seen and, and heard how the the comic con scene has changed 
which is why um, I'm much more inclined now to visit a smaller, more local con. Yeah. And my hometown started doing it in 2018. It had its second year this year, and it just felt great to be back in, you know, a, a comic con that is rooted in comics. And for the first year, they had some fantastic guests there. They had Louise and Walter Simonson. They had Frank Quitely there. They had some really big names for a first-time con. And it just felt more comic-orientated. And don't get me wrong, I will still go to any Comic-Con that is near me or I can get off work to go to. <laughs> and hopefully one day it will go back to the way it once was. But as long as there's money being pushed into the right. Comic-Con industry... Yeah, we're still going to get more comics. So I mean, a hundred percent. That's what New York Comic Con has turned into. I think, and we still go every year. But. Yeah, I, I think, especially for what we're trying to do too. I think people want, especially so many people can't get to go there. So many people want to see it, want to know. So we, this year we did a lot of like live streams and stuff like that, so people could you know get the experience of being there. But us personally, we love the smaller shows. I mean. You know, we choose to go. I think, you know, we're, we're going to try to vendor definitely at more of the local shows ourselves this year, you know, sell some of the excess that we can no longer fit in our homes anymore and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, you well, know, doubles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So many. But, uh, yeah. I can remember going to like a local con here and sort of finding those bargain bins and mm -hmm. not particularly finding a comic that is in pristine condition, but finding some of the, the mad stuff. Yeah. Going back to sort of, I mean, I think I got for 50p, which is about 75 cents, that copy of Action Comics where Superman's outside the fake Golden Arch McDonald's uh -huh. just shoving hamburgers. <laughs> into and for me, that was like, that's a bargain yeah. because it's a dog-eared old comic that someone's enjoyed. And I got it for an absolute steal. So yeah. I mean, you still find I, that, I, but it's never going to be like at shows like New York Comic Con or anything like that. No, not at all, which is a shame. And that's why I'm, I'm grateful that there are a few comic shops now open up to me, privately owned family businesses that will sell you the cheaper comics and, and hold comic backs for yeah. their regular customers. So comics, they're out there. You've just yeah. got to look for them. Those are definitely, I think, the places we try and shop more on. I think, you know, um, have you heard of Midtown Comics? They're a big guy uh, in, it, in yeah. the city. So, you know, we, we tend to buy there sometimes. I know JJ uh, gets most of his books from there. But a lot of the, you know, more expensive variants, that's like the cheapest place to get them. And that's like, you know. Because they order so many copies, yeah. so they just don't, they don't have to make, you know, a ton of money off of them. But I think ordinarily we try to get from the smaller shops. I like to buy a lot of the bigger books outside of the internet, you know, like at a show, you know, buying yeah. from a smaller vendor. Yeah. Or from people get... you already know. Yeah, <laughs> that's mostly what we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel that I can get a much better recommendation from somebody who's read the comics rather than, say, an Amazon review. Yep. Um, I, I would go to a Comic Con with a set budget. Um, that never works. But never. I would go there <laughs> to try and buy some new stories or some stories that I wanted to get in a hardback. So, yeah, I would much rather go to a private vendor like yourselves and sort of go and talk with them. What are you reading? What should I be reading? What stories are like this? And it's so much better when they're also about. into, like, you know, they're just not, they're not just into the business side of it. Like, they're into this exactly. stuff too. Yeah, so and you I've can tell when they that. are and when they yeah. aren't. Yeah, you can tell when someone's passion becomes more business orientated because you see the light come out of their eyes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit darker. Yeah. yeah, totally agreed. Have you ever been to any of the shows out here in the US? Um, so I first visited America in New York in like 99, and there was a small Comic Con event going on 
But this was before Smallville. So this was before I classed myself, you know, like geeky in any way. And then I went back a few years later after Smallville and I just missed out on New York Comic Con. So the only sort of Comic Con type event I've been to was um, the Superman celebration in Metropolis. I want, I want to talk about that later, though. Hold on. Oh, no, we're, 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 was, I've got yeah. a lot to say about yeah, that. I yeah, know, I know. I, I have a lot of questions about that, too. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All That's right. fine. Ready for that. So uh, what, what made you decide to uh, start the Podcast of Steel? Um, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> and I didn't always know that. Um, I've done radio work in the past. I, I was a DJ on a local radio station that featured unsigned bands that were trying to make it in the music industry. And I really liked the interview part side of that and, and getting questions and getting follow-up questions. And through 2018 to 2019, I have had the chance to interview some comic artists and writers on the, uh, the geekofsteel.com. That was great asking questions via email but you only get one chance you only right. get sort of one set list of questions so you couldn't really have a follow-up question to to an answer or, or take that down a different route so i thought maybe the podcast would help that way and it's really shown a new side of blogging to me and a new way of creating and a new way really of of being nosy in a polite way <laughs> by asking people questions and, and finding out things and digging a little bit deeper i adore michael rosenbaum's inside of you podcast yes and yeah. he has managed to get some fantastic answers out of people just by having a relaxed chat eventually his guests forget that there's a microphone in front of them yeah. and they say some scandalous stuff so <laughs> he's got a little one day I'll he's got a little that. advantage over us <laughs> a little bit yeah a fantastic phone book yeah that's for sure so, so just real, let's back up real quick. So before you used to interview bands that, up and coming bands? Yes, correct. Sort of local unsigned acts that were sort of, you know, just making a name for themselves. Oh, very cool. We didn't have anybody famous on there, sadly. So, oh, so that, that was going to be my next question. Did any of them hit big? Sadly not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe one day. That's yeah, it, yeah, that's still very cool. So have you met Tom Welling yet? Uh, yes, I have. That's um, awesome. He came to London Film and Comic Con last year, and I was thinking about not going. But then that announcement came out. My phone blew up with phone calls and messages and text messages saying Tom Welling's coming to England, and I was like, "No, he's not." <laughs> <laughs> and then in about five seconds after that, credit card came out. I was booking hotels, I was booking <laughs> trains, I was booking photo shoots, and. He's one. He was a fantastic guy to meet, and to meet. I was very nervous before meeting him. It was. I wasn't there as press. I was there as a diehard Smallville fan, and I was nervous. I was excited, and he was charming. He was everything I hoped he could be, and more. And um, he's really got sort of a devotion to the fans, and it was a great chance for me to finally meet him without having to fly to a different country. <laughs> I I haven't had the chance to meet him yet. I, I have met um I have met um who's the other guy? Cavill. Cavill, yeah, Henry Cavill. I got to meet him. They did like an East the Comic Con here. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. A, he did a big tour over there. He's yeah, not, he's not done any more cons since, but just that American one. So. No, I think I don't know if he's done another one other than that con. Honestly, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, they they had everyone there. I had met. I had got to meet Jason Momoa a few years before he like right after he announced he was going to be Aquaman, but. 
wow. way, way before he had even um, showed up in anything. I, I actually got Neil Adams to do a, a, a sketch of Aquaman, a classic looking Aquaman. And then I had Jason on the back, right? Unite the seven and then sign it. It was, uh, it's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Was he riding the flying fish? Uh, no, fish? no, unfortunately he wasn't. <laughs> no seahorses. <laughs> no, no seahorses. Easy, easy on the Aquaman. <laughs> J- JJ's our Aquaman guy. <laughs> no, he's, eight. he's done a lot for the character. I he remember d- to see that film, and it was he. It was a, a blue carpet event. I got invited to um, with We Speak Geek. This was just before We Speak Geek formed. We all got together because we were all invited to the UK premiere, and we got to have a quick meet and greet with James Wan and uh, a little talking session about the movie. And then we were whisked off to Leicester square for the premiere. And we saw Jason Momoa there and it was hilarious because he was just walking as he does. He was just yeah. an absolute rebel. He was drinking beer, <laughs> his Quindon over his knee yeah. and his, um, his security guards looked like, like his two younger brothers. Yeah. They were tiny in comparison. And I was like, dude you're not gonna stop anyone yeah i'm i'm about <laughs> six five um like you know two two eighty myself and I, I stood next to him i was like he's a pretty big guy the only i think the only guy i've seen bigger than him is uh did, have you seen any of the the netflix marvel shows i have yes um the guy who plays um luke cage is probably the only he's, guy i've seen but he's he's ginormous he's he's a good he's a yeah he's he's bigger than i am i was like oh this guy's this guy's no joke but <laughs> yeah jason momoa is a pretty a pretty big guy too so I, I noticed that you got the chance to interview uh, Zachary Levi quickly on the on the red carpet, right? How was that experience? Um, I didn't sleep for about a week before. <laughs> so you, so you knew about it beforehand. I knew about it. Okay. I honestly couldn't believe it. the The negative side of my my brain was saying things like, "This isn't going to happen." Yeah. This, this something will happen where it will get cancelled it will be raining because it's england and <laughs> it will shut down but they emailed me yet yeah, the week before saying next monday we need you to come to a private screening of the film and i was already over the moon just by that yeah i, I said yes i'll be there for that i will get to london i will get time off work i will be sick off work if i have to i'm not gonna miss this and then they replied back we need you to come and see it two days earlier because on Wednesday it's the sort of multimedia screening and we want you to have some camera time with Zachary Levi. And I was like, oh, what? It's <laughs> me? And yeah, so again, I've interviewed people before and I've really enjoyed it, but I've had the comfort of my fortress of solitude. Yeah, This is sort of my comfort zone. And they said, no, it's going to be, they're going to make a Philadelphia. They're going to make a fun fair scenario. You're going to have some time to walk around, play some games, meet some meet some followers and some fans and then you will be um on camera in front of them and i was like do i need to bring my buddy kibbs from we speak geek because he can film it and he was like don't worry about that we've got the whole camera set up and i was like oh, okay <laughs> that's legit that's that's pretty yeah, cool and it was I, I i planned and planned and planned i i like to do that it calms me yeah. I had about five different notepads filled with questions and responses. <laughs> and I was trying to imagine the quest- the answers that he would give so that I could give better follow-up questions. And none of those questions got asked. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of, I, it, everything went out of my mind when I finally met him. And sort of, we were there in the fun fair. I was there with other bloggers and other friends. And that's when they closed the event down because Zachary was being brought out. And obviously he had, he had loads of security 
And my other sort of blogger friends were saying, come on, we're going to the cinema now to see it. Are you coming? And I was like, I don't want to say why I'm staying back, but I can't. I've got to do something with Zachary Levi. <laughs> and I didn't want them sort of, again, the negative side of me yeah. when I don't want them to be jealous. I don't yeah. want to be that guy that's boasting and being smug about it. But as soon as I did said it, because they're all such a great group of guys and girls, they were really supportive. Kiblar stayed behind. He was my... He was my hype guy. <laughs> he, he calmed me down. He said, just focus. Don't forget to breathe. That, was <laughs> that really helped out. But yeah, it was it was a fantastic moment. So I, I met Zachary the year before at London Film and Comic Con. When I, this was when the Shazam news first came out. And I wanted to go there and get a sort of a judge of what sort of guy he would be like. I'm, I'm quite good at picking up people's vibes. Yeah. And again, this was the same time Tom Welling was there. So I had to buy another photo shoot with Zachary and an, and an autograph as well. And I did the photo shoot first and he was great. I had a big cheesy geek of steel t-shirt on that he pointed to. And then I went straight to his autograph session and something that I've always done. Uh, I'm always, I've always written thank you letters and handwritten letters in general. And I feel that's, that's just a nice part of myself that, takes myself away from the computer and being just another blogger to, to write a little letter whether they might not read it i know yeah. these celebrities are incredibly busy yeah. but you never know who's going to read it and and realize who sent it so i gave zachary a handwritten letter and a tiny little figurine of shazam so it was the old school shazam with the with the real white cloak on yes and um he took that and he took photographs with it around london and he posted it on his instagram page and that was enough for me to freak out. <laughs> so, but then when I was planning the interview, I thought, oh, we've got a slight moment together. He might not remember, but I will bring it up just before we have the interview. So it will break the ice. And um, the cameras were, were rolling. I was nervous. I was really nervous. And um, I said, we met last year at the Comic-Con and I gave you a little Shazam toy. And he didn't remember me, but he remembered that gesture of me handing the toy. And he he said some sort of lines like you've gone from there to here, which yeah. stuck with me. That was in inspiring words. But as soon as the cameras rolled, he, his charm and sort of camera presence just put me at ease. He was a very charming character. I had, I was told I had five minutes with him and I am not good at judging time. at all. <laughs> so I managed to get a few questions about the movie in, and um, I've watched that video back hundreds of times. I still pinch myself that it didn't actually happen. Totally understandable. At the beginning, I'm speaking sort of really fast because I'm really excited. And then in my head, I'm remembering, Kibbs told you to breathe and go slowly. <laughs> He's American. You're English. There's a little bit of a dialect difference. Enunciate. <laughs> and, and that helped. Yeah. This was all happening in my head at the same time as my heart was beating through my chest. That's funny. But he calmed me down and he gave some truly magnificent answers to most questions that were on the fly. So it was um, definitely, even though it wasn't technically a Superman moment in my blogging career, it was a moment that opened a lot of doors and showed me the possibilities of what blogging can be when done the right way. Absolutely. I mean, you've that is awesome. You've done a pretty a pretty good job of it. And he's he seems like a genuine genuinely great guy. I saw I don't know if you've seen that 
um, video that circulated on on social media a while back, where yeah. he's giving that little girl like a, almost a five minute hug. Like she's like I've never seen anyone as you know happy and emotionally you know charged to meet someone as that little girl in that video. And you know he 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 understood the moment, and you know he kept That's embracing absolutely. it for the entire you know time that you know she was giving him the hug. Videos like that yeah. absolutely break me. Yeah, it's like those videos you see of like. Um, people from the military coming home and yeah. seeing their dog. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, it's emotions first thing in the morning. But yeah. that video was definitely <laughs> People said, oh, that's fake. He's not really like that. He is such a positive-minded individual yeah. that literally cares about everybody that he meets. And, um, yeah, from, from that moment meeting him at the Comic-Con, seeing him at the London premiere and watching him being interviewed, you just really get a sense that he does care a lot about the world and his podcasts with Mike and Rosenbaum are so honest. He's not had the best of lives, but he has made a fantastic life out of that dark side of his life. Those are my favorite stories. I I love when, when people can kind of like rise above, like those, Mm. those are the stories that stick with you. And those are the people that you really enjoy, you know, seeing that they get success as well. Oh, exactly. like that's yeah. why we read comics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. It's, you know, he's, he's got a fantastic origin story. Yeah, he, does, real, he really does. Life. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we like to do that origin story. It's always fun to hear like people's different people's journeys to where they oh, got and how they got into it. Yeah, that's that's this our one so thing. I'm, I'm, I'm used to asking the questions. So this, is, this is this is great. For <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it, it's got to be a, a nice change. Switching things up a little bit. All right, so I think the, the the thing I was most excited about talking about here, I know I, I'm the resident Superman guy. I think we all appreciate Superman, <laughs> but um, I'm probably closer to you in my appreciation is um, the Superman celebration. So yeah, you were you were you invited to go to this? How did how did it happen that you went other than being a fan? Right, here's the thing. I've known about the celebration for quite a few years. It's been going on for forty. 40- two years now mm-hmm. funnily enough superman celebration t-shirt on. oh so very cool that's, that was yeah. so i just thought i need something yellow to go with the shirt. <laughs> i'm gonna have to get um, one of those <laughs> i knew about it and i'd always wanted to go because people said have you ever been do you know about the celebration do you know what goes on and i knew tidbits i knew little bits of it i knew about the statue i knew about the museum and it was 2018 so mm-hmm. the year for me to say yes to things Mm-hmm. And so in that January, someone said, oh, it's the 40th celebration this year. Are you going to go? And I was like, yeah, I am. And it was pretty much as simple as that. And went out and treated myself to a brand new Superman journal. So I could plan my trip. And then just started reaching out to people. People that had been to the celebration before. People who work at the celebration. And there's people who go there that have been going there for decades because it's it's, it's like, like the mecca for movie. superman right <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. it you know it is the home of superman yeah. so yeah i started planning i emailed everyone who pretty much lives in metropolis and works in metropolis i'm now very good friends with someone who works on the tourism board mm. i'm friends with somebody who works at the hotel i'm friends with mayor billy which is just <laughs> One of the most bizarrest people to have in your contact book, but he is an amazing character. And they were like, who's this guy from England coming over? (laughs) Um, They've had people travel internationally before. People have come from all corners of the earth. Steve Eunice from the Superman homepage. He's been there a few times. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to go. I want to check this place out. And 
it was special for me for many reasons. Because um, me going to a Superman celebration in 2018 is when I met my girlfriend out there. Oh, okay. So um, that was a, sort of my little romance to Instagram is the fact that um, I'm a pen pal. I love writing to people and something that I try to keep up with every now and again. But I met my girlfriend through Instagram. At first, she was a pen pal. Then she pretty much became my PA my manager, my security guard. And I told her <laughs> that I was going to go to the Superman celebration. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to go as well. So this was, our, we were going to meet up in that year anyway, but we were like, yeah, let, let's go and meet here. So as well as going to Metropolis to visit this fantastic celebration, we also had the excitement and sort of not fear because I, I knew that this was the girl I was meant to meet. I was going to meet her there. So I had a doubly exciting time at the first time going to the Superman celebration. And the biggest regret I had was not going there sooner because mm. I was picked up. It's a small place. It's yeah. a very small town. So there's no... Just to perks. clarify, this is in Metropolis, Illinois. Metropolis, for, Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So a little place called Paducah. Yeah. So I had to fly into Chicago and get a tiny little jet that I wasn't used to. <laughs> that was very fun and bumpy into Paducah, where I was met by Chad, who works at the local hotel. And he picked me up and he took us both back. And it became like a second home after two days of being there. It was I got to see the celebration start up from being nothing at all, just a Superman museum and that epic Superman statue, to seeing this town just start getting busier and busier and thousands upon thousands of people arrived and one morning i was having breakfast which is now my favorite meal of the day thanks to america <laughs> it would be pancakes or grits or biscuits biscuits here are something completely different <laughs> <laughs> they're like cookies right well that's it you would yeah. have biscuits and tea, tea you yeah. dunk your bean that, that confused me a lot but chad had reached out to one of the local newspapers and news agencies and he said, um, tomorrow morning, um, there's going to be some press here filming for the celebration. Would you like to go and be interviewed? And again, the blogger inside me said yes, before I even thought about the, uh, the gut-wrenching anxiety that I would get the next morning, because I <laughs> thought it was just being recorded. And I thought, if I make a mistake, I can go back and do it again. Yeah. But they were like, no, it's, it's live television. It's going out first thing in the morning. So... That was fun. <laughs> but I felt honored to be there. I felt honored to be embraced by the people of Metropolis. So it wasn't a case of me being invited out there. It was me wanting to experience it for myself and, and get an idea of what the celebration was to Superman fans from around the world. And people say it's a Comic-Con. It's, it's, it's got aspects of a Comic-Con. Yeah. There are comics for sale there. There are traders there. But this... This truly is just a celebration of Superman, whether it being going around the museum and just seeing thousands of items from the Superman's history or just walking down a street and seeing literally thousands of Superman T-shirts. Yeah. It was a surreal moment, but one that I will never forget. When you guys were there, um, you know, uh, Mike from Cape Justice Jewelry, he was he was posting a lot of stuff. I know, you, you know, you guys met up there. Was that the first time you meeting Mike in, in person as well? Um, it was, yes. Yeah. So I met Mike this year at a 2019 celebration, but we've been Instagram buddies yeah. for a long time. 
Um, first of all, because somebody introduced me to his pins, which <laughs> I fell in love with, and I've almost made me bankrupt a few times <laughs> because he just keeps on releasing new stuff. And he was thinking about going this year to the 2019 celebration, and he did. And so again, it's I went there the first year, met my girlfriend, went the second year, and met somebody who I consider to be one of my best friends. Mike has just got this such a charm and confidence about him that you can't help sucking out of him. <laughs> he's, he's made me feel really confident over the years, and he's just such a good guy. So I, I met him. He said he was in the area, and I saw him walk down the street, and Mike is, like, hard to miss. He's <laughs> an extremely tall guy, Yeah, and we had a fantastic time out there. We um my first meeting with Mike I actually did um we did a local show and Mike was in the booth next to us and we just had the greatest time at that it was a two day show and me Mike and you know the other gentleman I was doing the uh, um Jimbo Slice uh we we had so much fun together you know cracking jokes and just having a, a good time and you know I started following Mike more and you know when he he posted about um the celebration I was intrigued like I'd I'd also heard about it too but I never really knew anything about it. You know, he described it as kind of like a festival more than oh, anything yeah. else. And, you know, he's like, there's there's a lot of cool stuff here, but there's a lot of stuff that can be approved upon. And I was like, listen, you know, tell me what, you know, what's happening. I want to get more involved. You know, I'd like to go next year myself. And, you know, I, anything you need, let me know. And I want to make this, you know, the best show it can be. Because it's, you know, it's a show in celebration of probably the first and, you know, in my opinion, the greatest superhero ever <laughs> created. <laughs> we'll, we'd get a little bit of argument from some of the other gentlemen here. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, not there's today. always going to be, like, yeah. Superman fans out there. But it, it had it grabbed a hold of me the first time I went. And I knew that I would be back. And... The first time I was there, I was invited to the local Rotary Club to, to give a speech. And again, that was something that was out of my comfort zone, but mm -hmm. something that I wanted to do as to say thanks to Chad for the help that he'd given me over the year for the advice and the tips. And I met friends there, sort of that are friends for life now. And the second year going back, I think it was about um, two weeks before I had thought everything was planned out cases were packed i knew what i was taking to get signed by the stars that were going to be there and so 2018 brandon ralph was there which yeah. was phenomenal that was a fantastic moment meeting him meeting his mum and dad visiting his his q a panel and so that year i was pretty much for that panel i was sitting front row because i wanted to hear everything that he said and when i went back in 2019 I was on the stage interviewing Erica Durant and Helen Slater. Uh, and I saw I'm, that. That's, that was awesome. <laughs> that was a moment that I almost like an out of body experience because it wasn't <laughs> me on that stage. Again, it was, I had those feelings of anxiety and nervousness that I had when I was interviewing Zachary Levi, but on a much bigger scale because the, the Q and a panel on the Saturday is one of their biggest events, which they were kind enough to tell me in the email when they said, uh, when they asked me to do it, because it was one of those say yes and, and worry about the details later. But yeah. I planned, planned, and planned. And knowing that the people in Metropolis had belief in me that I could do it, it helped me out a great deal. Having pep talks from Mike and my girlfriend Maureen, who were both there front and center telling me to breathe <laughs> and go slowly it honestly helped me do it and enunciate again, again right 
announced it, that's it. <laughs> and an even bigger factor in that situation was the fact that ever since I saw Erica on Smallville, I had like the world's biggest crush on her. So <laughs> I had those nerves so. to put. And that's it. And I, I got to meet her just before the panel at her autograph signing session. And sort of we had a quick chat and sort of said, look, I'm, I'm going to be hosting your Q&A in a minute. And she was excited. She said, oh, you're, you're English. I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> People have been calling me Australian since I've got here. <laughs> so, and then we had a photograph, and then I met Helen, and Helen was an absolute sweetheart. Um, she was actually there in the, the morning when I, I got, like, no sleep at all. I forced myself to have breakfast in, in the hotel restaurant, and I was sitting with Maureen in a booth, trying to remain calm and she was doing a fantastic job of going through my questions telling me when to slow down and when to change things and all of a sudden i was starting to feel calm and then her face just stopped and looked at the doorway <laughs> because helen slater walked in behind me and she freaked out because she, she didn't think she was going to sort of be so excited to see her but she was like don't turn around <laughs> helen slater's there <laughs> but what made me more calm in that situation was I heard Helen speak to the waitresses in the restaurant and she had such a lovely and polite demeanor when when taking her orders and speaking with them that I was thinking okay she's a she's a good person I can relax a little bit now <laughs> but asking them questions on that stage in front of all those superman fans was um a fantastic moment very surreal but again, one of those moments in my career that when all this ends one day, whenever that may be, I can look back and remember the, the day that I was on the stage with Supergirl and Lois Lane. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. We um, JJ and I got a chance to meet uh, Helen Slater. Uh, how long ago was that? Two years it was ago. Two years ago. Yeah, she was she was really nice. She you know we took photos with her and everything, and it was uh, she she squeezed JJ a little closer than me. I was jealous, but it's. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get. I like, all get those feelings of jealousy. Yeah. I think Mike was at um, New York Comic Con last year, and he saw Terry Hatcher. Oh man. Uh, a Lois that I've not met yet. And he sent me the photograph straight away, where he's leaning over her desk and she's stroking his massive forearm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who have you who do you want to meet that you haven't yet met? Um so I've met a few people from Smallville. So John Schneider was at the London Film and Comic Con last year and he was my favourite Park End. So he, we had a fantastic moment where again I, I gave him a letter. We we hugged it out, we had we took some selfies and, and later on um he sent me a private message on my to my Facebook page. And I freaked out about that. So <laughs> we have a little chat every now and again. Hopefully one day I'll get him onto the podcast. But I essentially, I'm, I'm happy to meet any person that has written for Superman, drawn Superman, done something to keep the story of my superhero alive. Even if they're just passing in the street, I want to thank them. It may not be a big deal for them that they were they said a few lines to a Superman on set, but for me, they're a part of the reason why I love Superman. So I, I'm, I'm very big on shaking hands with people. I know it's sort of, it's, it's quite an archaic thing to do, but if I were to get a shake of, of my hand at work for a job well done, it means something to me. So for me to be able to shake Tom Welling's hand or shake Zachary Levi's hand to say, thank you for what you've done for the Superman legacy, that for me is is worth more than 
any autograph or selfie or signed photograph. So shook Henry Cavill's hand when he was on the red carpet for Batman v Superman. And that was one of my greatest handshakes to date <laughs> because I feel that it was meant to happen. He was, I was there in the, in the pen with, with, you know, everybody else. This was before the geek of still took over my life. And he was walking along a very busy red carpet and I am all fingers and thumbs. So when it comes to taking selfies in a rush, <laughs> it, just, it did not work. So I put the phone down and just tried to live in the moment. And Henry Cavill walked past um, and I gave him one of my hats to sign. And in that moment, I said to him, Mr. Cavill, thank you very much for all you've done for Superman. And he stopped, came back and shook my hand for like a second and said, thank you. And I didn't get it on camera. And I was, <laughs> I was like, no, people will not believe this story ever happened. No. But it was being live streamed around the world. And at the very moment he shook my hand, it was um, on camera on YouTube. So I went uh, home and screenshot that photo up as much as I can to prove that it actually did happen. Fantastic. Have you washed your hand yet? What's that? Sorry? Have you washed your hand yet? I'm not, oh yeah, I have, yes. It's, it's been like two and a half years. <laughs> I, I would do the same. <laughs> he was he was really a pleasant guy too. It's um it's nice not only you know have these great um your portrayals, but also to have a great person behind them as well. Oh, sorry, you, you've you've cut off a bit there. Oh. You, you've I'm sorry. I, I said um I, I got to meet him briefly too, and it's it's nice to not only have someone do a great portrayal, but also be like a great person as well. Like uh, like Henry was. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. So you're still a little bit quiet there, guys. Oh, did did, did you mess with something there, uh, I, did, I, did, I didn't mess with anything. Okay. Uh, uh, you're back in the we're room. We're back. All right. Okay. All right. It, it could go, could have just been the distance there. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, so it's a long way. So again, I've, I've noticed that with the podcast is um, sometimes distance can be an issue. I was had a podcast with Japan a few weeks back, which wow. was a little bit dramatic, but we got there in the end. And they're in Australia. It seems I have to call up people on the other side of the world to have a decent chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, th this is our first international one. We uh, we appreciate yeah. you uh, joining oh, no, us. I'm for yeah. You asked me a few weeks back, and I was like, yes, I'll make it on a podcast. That sounds fantastic. Thank you, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> any chance to talk about this geek stuff, we're always up for. Um, I definitely want to have a, a conversation more with you and uh, Mike about um, Superman Celebration and, uh, and what we can do. I, I'd really like to go this year. Are you planning on attending again? You know, it's going to be good. It's yeah. good. Excellent. Okay, you're going quiet again there. Every time you mention the word Superman, you, your, your microphone <laughs> goes down. Oh, does it? it? I think you've been uh, jinxed. Uh, how about now? There we go. Now All we right. Go. Just well, don't move. Just I think maybe it. he's just very excited. And what I was quiet. saying was, I I would like to you know have a you know more conversations with you and Mike about the Superman celebration, and you know see uh, get more involved with that. Are you planning on going again this year? I am. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always willing to talk more about the Superman celebration. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got this. I don't want to go back each year and do something bigger and better. That's not what I'm about. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm going somewhere and sharing my love for positivity and Superman at the same time, then I will go anywhere. It Absolutely. Would be, you know, Timbuktu or <laughs> <laughs> a local pub. 
as long as they have a Superman con, we'll go. That's it. That's the temper. Yeah. So I definitely want to go back to Superman celebration and and keep going back for as long as they will have me. All right. Well, we're gonna keep talking about that because me and Mike have some ideas about uh, stuff we can do there to uh, to uh, to to bring an influx of uh, of interest into the uh, the event. Awesome. That's it. I mean, people out there don't really know what's going on, but the more that people know about it, is 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 the busier that it can get, and the more fun it can be as well. Exactly. Right. So, Luke, what's next for the Geek of Steel? See, there's always the next thing, isn't it? <laughs> what, what's you know, you've you've done this, you've been there. What is next for the Geek of Steel? Um, at the moment, I am really enjoying the podcast. I've it's something that's fallen into my lap, something that I've thought about doing for a while. And it's really been a project of passion and getting moments like this or sitting down and talking with Mike or Jonathan Bell, you know, the Seattle Superman. <laughs> and um, over hopefully the next few weeks, um, I've got some, let's say, some very interesting guests coming on. Ooh. I don't want to jinx it yet by mm. saying anything, but it should be a lot of fun right. that I'm very nervous about. I was nervous <laughs> about this one. We'll have to keep our eyes up. Yeah, we do because when it does happen, don't worry, I will be screaming it across the internet. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I'm I'm subscribed to yours as well, so I'll be. Uh... Thank you very much. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> <you got it. laughs> but awesome. yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the podcast. I, I'm. It's the interesting thing about blogging is that it can go quiet for a while, and then out of nowhere, everything will come at once. Yeah. And obviously, I've got the day job, so I've got to balance between the two. So I normally have Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays off for my day job. Uh, the day job of me being, um, I'm an optical advisor. So I oh. sell, repair glasses and teach people how to use contact lenses. So there's a very slight reference to Clark Kent and Superman <laughs> somewhere. But huh. I've got to trigger, I've got to really work my time well. So today... Before the podcast, I wanted to make sure that everything was done. So I filmed three unboxing videos and managed to edit those in time, um, plan two articles, two videos, one podcast, plan a trip to London Comic Con. And then I had about half an hour downtime before I spoke with you lovely guys. Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty productive day. And where was the <laughs> partridge in the pear day. tree? <laughs> that was it. It's, it's close to the partridge in the pear tree. But I don't feel that it's work when i'm enjoying it so exactly much. right so i um the missus often says <laughs> make sure you hydrate and eat because there is there are moments when i will just forget to eat if i'm really in a moment of <laughs> yeah emailing or writing an article or editing a video um i won't stop so every now and again i will say to maureen um count down one hour and then I'll go outside and breathe human air for the first <laughs> So, but when it's, again, when it's a, a project of passion, when you're wanting or willing and being open to the universe to, you know, work for you, I never feel tired. I never feel stressed out. And when those moments do happen, I take a step back and I look at my, you'll, you'll appreciate this, my wall of weird in front of me. Uh. <laughs> where I've got my very first amateurish business card. I've got my autograph from Zachary Levi, or I've got a ticket stub from when I went to see Aquaman. And I've got to the side a photograph of a bus stop in England that had the Aquaman poster on it and my movie review 
blurb and my name underneath it. That's Moments like cool. that make me realize the opportunities that have come my way and the opportunities that are out there when you are willing to put yourself into new situations and push those boundaries. That's great. It's uh, it's inspiring to see uh, people do that. If you're passionate enough about something, you can really make it happen. That's it. And and when the passion is not there, I mean, as I said, 2018 was the year I said yes to every situation. 2019 was the year I decided to say yes, but also no in a way. By not taking on every single job, I can dedicate more time and passion to the jobs that I want to see work for me. It's that comfort of knowing that you're able to, yes, you could make a video or an unboxing video for this company. But if I don't have faith in them as a blogger, then I wouldn't have faith in them if I was a customer. Mm. So I'm not willing to share that with my followers who I've, over the years, in a way, I've built up a relationship of trust and integrity. And I don't want to lose that just by receiving some free junk to promote a company that I don't believe in. I I agree with you 100%. Have you seen that little statue of Superman and crypto? (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I've seen it in person. The good one. (laughs) And you've seen the one that makes the rounds. It was was heartbreaking to see. Um, Just like if I see a copy of the death of Superman, I have to buy it. If I see something crypto related, it just tugs at my heartstrings in a completely different way. And when I saw that statue, credit card came out and I was about to order it. And then people saying, Oh, well my one came and it looks a little bit different. (laughs) I was like, yeah, they've been like thrown in acid or something because that is not the same statue. So yeah, I have, I quite would like to own one to sort of have as a unique item that never gets shown to the public. But, that was a, that was heartbreaking. Who wants to the tell the story? So we do a we do a, a gift swap every Christmas, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a, a white elephant they call it or like yeah. A, so it's like you can steal from from other people and stuff like that within the game. So everyone brings like art or comics. If you want to come to the states uh, next uh, uh, this December, <laughs> you're, you're more than welcome. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the the uh, the gag gifts included was someone had ordered that statue for I don't even know thinking how much it was. would be nice, of course. Thinking maybe but... it might oh, be nice despite awful. the price, but now it's like it's the the joke that every Christmas someone's going to wind up with that thing. Yeah, it's just so going to make the rounds. Whoever winds up with it has it yeah. for a year and then packs it up with the next year's stuff. Don't, because I, I feel that thing's cursed. The current recipient has it on his work desk currently, and we told him you have to display it on your work desk <laughs> until next year. <laughs> so whoever gets it next year will have to will have to display it as well. Oh, and we and we know it's on his desk. Yeah, he uh, he, he actually works for uh, for JJ's uh, wife, so uh, we know it's there. <laughs> you, there. you can't move it off. No, otherwise you have it for two years. Yes. Oh, that's that's a good point. We should do that. <laughs> oh man, but um, Luke, we want to thank you again. Um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about, so we'll probably do this again. I think we might even want to bring Mike on it next time to, you know, maybe focus more on the celebration 
side it's a of risky it. combination. We've done <laughs> together before. Yeah, and they've been over two hours long. <laughs> I, I, it's I, a little bit raucous. Ah, uh, yeah. We we might just have to have a phone conversation then, and then and then focus on what we want to talk about. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. No, it's it's been an absolute pleasure for having you on. I I could literally talk for hours more, but if we do come on together with Mike, he has to tell you the story about the morning. And I suited him up. Ooh, oh, yes, boy. I've heard it, but I want the listeners to hear it separately. So, <laughs> so that'll be the the continuation for the part two for all our listeners. Consider me intrigued. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Luke. Um, great success with all the Geek of Steel stuff, and um, you know, we'll we'll talk to you again for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, you, you just cut off again. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, right. no. All right. Someone else say it this time. Can you hear us now? Slowly coming back. Can, uh, 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 can you uh, hear uh, us? Uh oh. Can you nope. hear can you oh, hear me no. now? Good. Nope. No? Oh, oh no, okay. what happened? Nothing, nothing. How about now? <laughs> I don't even hear How about now? I don't I don't even know what we're doing. I don't even hear myself. What, what happened? There we go. Slowly coming back again. Oh, yeah. Just slowly? It's probably it's probably Skype doing something. Ooh. It could be. You sound perfect. Alright, you do it then. Alright, so thank you very much for, for being with us today. And um I don't know. I was trying. To... <laughs> no, no, it's. Look, I, I will say it. <laughs> it's when I get the chance to speak with people whose passions go more than just writing an Instagram post or a tweet. The people that write the articles, the people that make the videos, the people who come together in their free time, like you guys are doing, to talk about the passions that make them happy. I get so much enjoyment out of that so this for me coming on speaking with four guys in a room pretty much on the other side of the world which is pretty cool this, yeah this is my happy place yeah like, we're across the, the pond. enjoyment when i see other people being happy so thank you so much for having me on Thank I you. hope you can hear me. Oh, yes. yeah. oh we can hear you. Can we, you? we can hear you. Ah, All right. right. <laughs> second. There you go. Honestly, I will gladly come back on whenever you want me to we come on wait. and have a chat. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Luke. My well, my pleasure. All right. Thank you, Luke, for that awesome interview. <laughs> it's uh, it's cool because you can. He he mentioned it while we were having the interview. You can see like, you can feel his passion for the stuff yeah. and and the genuineness that he has about um, what he's talking about. Uh, it doesn't really surprise me at all that he's had the su- success he's had with what he's done because he is so passionate and, you know, feels so strongly about all these characters. It also th- does help him that his um, girlfriend lives across the pond. So uh, <laughs> if, if that was the case, I would be much more active too. A <laughs> little jealous there. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> but, um, yeah, awesome interview. Yes. Uh, we will. I'm sure you will hear from him again. He's got a cool accent too. He yeah. does. I love British accents. <laughs> That's the worst thing about America. They that we lost from that war is they have the cool accent. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're so proper too. Yeah. Like, they, his whole thing about the letters, the handwriting letters. I, I love that. I thought that was pretty. I'm cool. not gonna lie. I might steal that. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I was gonna I steal like the it. biscuits, but <laughs> no, he likes our biscuits better. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I like biscuits too. Yeah, I'm actually gonna have biscuits tonight. Nice. <laughs> cool. All right, so what are we talking about today? You want to talk about what we've uh, been reading and watching? Because I think it's been a while since. Oh, cool! I don't remember what that is. We, we did the New York Comic Con thing last week, so it's been a while. Oh, jeez, yeah. a week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Plan. No, I think uh, I think Toy Story should start it off. Sure. I think I think he should too, and sure. I think Zach, uh, Bojo should start next, and then you, and then me. <laughs> you can call me whatever; it's fine. 
All right, right so, whatever. Yeah. Okay, Sally. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so we um just when, don't call him Susan. <laughs> when you went to pick up your Mirka and Dolfo, uh, Wonder Woman at New York Comic Con, I was uh, just looking through some of our art. Oh, are you art. talking to me? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did get art from her, correct? I did. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. No. So I, I was just looking through some of our art, and I was like, I got to read Unnatural. I have them all. Did you read it? I read like four. I, I got like four issues through. Is it? It's it. It's the art's fan. F fantastic. Really? Yeah, it's she's she's awesome. super talented. I yeah. love her work. Yeah, and the story is very like fantasy like. So, and it, I I think it's really cool. But I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not gonna lie. I've only read the first issue. Really enjoyed it, but mm. I don't have it digitally. So, yeah. I think I bought the first issues at Midtown when they first. Came I think out. I the art is worth it by itself. But like all the issues that came out in the regular variants. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because you could tell it's translated from Italian. <laughs> like in some spots because they like they'll, they'll like use phrases that you know Americans wouldn't say yeah, yeah. but it's just funny. cool to see but apparently it came out a few years ago and it's only like just coming out now in the states through Image oh I didn't so, know that yeah it's a couple years old oh cool yeah it's really good um huh. oh were you gonna say something I was gonna yeah like that happens sometimes yeah. where like books are, are done in other countries yeah. and they're translated after the fact yeah um the, I'm totally blanking on his name uh, Black Sad mm-hmm. is like that it's a, I think it's it's in Spanish first, and then they translate it. Well, I feel like so many of the books are done the other way. Every once in a while, yeah, it yeah, should yeah. be expected to. Wow, well, 100%. Red, Black Sad's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Off track. So I read that, and I'm in the middle of uh, Death, of, Death of the Family right now, which I haven't read since it came out. <laughs> um, but it's all, I forgot how great that story is. I don't know if you guys have read it. I'm sure are you talking I've about read parts of it. The New 52, Death of the, the Family. The Death of the Family. Yeah, I have read that. Five-part story. Yeah. is so good. But it's a lot, though. It's, I mean, are you reading? It's only read- five issues. He's not reading the tie-ins. But yeah, there's no, no, a no. lot of tie-ins. Just like what everyone that. should do when a tie, like an event comes out, don't yeah. read the tie-ins. <laughs> I've gotten better about that. Yeah. No, great story though. Snyder and Capullo at the top of their game, I think at least. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's what I've been reading, watching. I watched the uh, the new Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. Oh, that um, came out already. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yesterday, two days ago, Friday. Where on on what Netflix? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Huh. It picks up. Sure. Right at the end of the series. Um, so do you have to watch the series to understand it? Yeah. No, that's great. It's essentially, <laughs> yeah. Has anybody here watched it? No. No. I, okay, what, I saw the first season of Breaking Bad. I watched and it a little great. bit. My, my wife watched the whole thing, Bad. and I but kind of You watched the worst season, season of Breaking Bad. It was really good. Three, four, and five is better. I, I yeah. believe it. Anyway, just briefly. It, t- it takes place right There's where. five seasons? Yeah, five. Yeah, I'm still not watching it. They're it takes, not that long. It takes place right where the show ended. It's, and re- it's really good. I, I didn't want, I watched it while Steph was watching it, but I think you'd like it. This is essentially a two-hour epilogue. Um, fantastic! A lot of returning characters. I won't spoil anything, but uh, yeah, really. Enjoying I just it. want to know: Is Brian Cranston still alive? Whoa, 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 Mm. What about you, Bojo? Oh, I want to see it, uh, but I've seen one movie in theaters this year, so I, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> right, we just talked about. That. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't expect that. Uh, I don't expect me to go see it in theaters. Nice. Maybe if I can find That's my fun. gift card from Christmas, then the answer is. I'll probably see it in theater. Maybe. I don't know when though. Right, if you want to go, let me know. Why did you set this up originally? You guys didn't want to see it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I noticed that you interest. went with Jeff though. Yes, you didn't tell us. What? Yeah, because the only, only reason I found out is because I saw the Venmo transaction. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> you went with Jeff without even before you went with us. Yeah, yeah, he did. 
right, so so talk about the movie because I want I have well, a response to Jeff's you, you have fired. So, so, so Jeff, Jeff gets fired. So you don't Jeff's. have to talk about specifics. I guess just go into a little more detail on kind of like what you posted. I guess um, like a sport a um a, re- a spoiler list review. Spoiler list review. All right, that's difficult. Okay. Um, if you are looking for something like action packed you know um good guy versus the bad guy everything we've seen before in all the marvel movies and most of the dc movies this is not it you're not gonna like it mm-hmm. this is two hours of exposition dialogue and build up and breaking down a character to their bare bones hmm. if you like that kind of stuff you'll go crazy but is this know. cinema <laughs> i think scorsese would classify this as cinema i think oh, i think scorsese oh, was actually in line to direct it was he i think originally he was like wow. rumored to direct this oh, movie. so that's why he's maybe so that's upset. why he's pissed <laughs> yeah. no. Could be. maybe I so so i want to add my two cents on this and the thing that i'm eventually going to go see it and i'm sure his portrayal is fantastic and i'm not saying it's a bad movie the thing that bothers me about this what's his name in the movie arthur right arthur fleck okay. so i guarantee you this movie could have with certain tweaks here and there, this movie could have probably been called Arthur, right? Have no ties in any mm-hmm. way to the DC universe. Yes. And still been a, a, a good movie, right? Yes. He probably still would get the same nomination. Yes. But, the, so the thing that bothers me is that they throw this tag on it, the Joker. They, they throw names in like Gotham City, Thomas Wayne, Wayne Manor, and they do, do all that to try and sell more tickets. It wasn't a throwing though. But so, but but you're saying like so this movie think, couldn't think stand outside we, of the DC universe. It could. It wouldn't make like much sense because of everything they've. So you're done. saying that it it is necessary for it to be part of the the DC it universe. Fits, yes, definitely. Okay, but so but it couldn't have been made without it. I'm sure it could have been made. Yeah, and that's yeah. my issue with it. So I, I feel Why like is that it, an issue though? Because it, it's they're using the comic they're using comic books to try and sell this movie when it's not necessarily a comic book movie. And I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I'm not saying that I wouldn't enjoy the movie. I don't like when they try to disguise something as something else. Why? Do, I don't think that's what do, they're doing, though. Why do comic book movies all have to be spectacle? Yeah. What's that? Why can't we have a, a quiet like movie like this or a more uh, character-driven it movie? Doesn't, it's not you that it say, has to be spectacle. I feel like this is more of an issue movie. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about... Than it is, from what I've heard. You could say the same thing about a Joker six-issue miniseries. Whoa. What do you mean? It could easily be if it's like something self-confined. You know, Batman doesn't have to be in it. Nobody else has to be in it, but it could still take place in the same city with the same everything. Right, but in that in that thing, you would get more on the Joker. I, I, I feel like I feel like this is kind of a cheap ripoff of just using the name to sell tickets, and that, and that I could be wrong, um, but I I think this movie was made specifically. They came up with the idea like I have this idea for this movie. It'll address all these things that are happening in the world. And we're gonna throw this thing. We're gonna throw this name on it to get more people to see it. Hmm. That's a, that's my only issue. With it and and I don't. And again, I I'm, it's probably a really good movie. It's I'm sure his performance is outstanding because he's an outstanding actor. The thing that bothers me when they do stuff about this like this is kind of using the the popularity of the time of our time right now to kind of sell more tickets. Almost like kind of com- combating with Scorsese is saying. It's just like, oh, we need to go back to cinema. Cinema, like this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to disguise what classically is described as cinema by throwing this name on there and getting more people to see it. Is it a bad thing if people wind up seeing it? And then I don't think so. Yearning but... for other pictures like it, and yeah, then think therefore we have never we've never gotten a movie about a villain before. I want, no, I just want I want I want Batman is crazy movie. Batman I'll, is crazy. I want a movie where Batman is just as like mm, I don't know if this guy is really a hero. 
Like I, I desperately oh, want like a Batman who's not a superhero. I want a Batman who's like. And and I'm not and I'm not saying that it can't be that. I'm just saying that I think that they're using that. Like so, if you would see that, I was like, that's fine. Like they can do this story. I just think I don't think the intention of making this movie was to make a really good Joker movie. I think this intention, the intention they had of making this was going off and saying, hey, we're going to make this movie. It's going to be about this, this, and this. And we're going to get people to see it by saying this is the movie's called Joker. And it's he's in Gotham City and he's doing all this stuff. And it, I mean, from what I've heard, it's, it's mostly focused on mental illness, correct? Yes. There's, there's a great focus on that. And it's, a, it's an issue that should be spoken about. I just don't like the kind of like, I don't know what the word, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to uh, use um, right now, but. Preachiness. No, it's not preaching. I, I understand that that they are kind of trying to preach in this, and it's and it's a valid thing that probably needs to be preached about a little bit. I don't like kind of like the underhandedness of disguising it as something else. What other character would be better to do this with? Like, isn't it a, is a, a valid character? character? Isn't this a good one? Right. Is this is this an actual Joker though in the in a, in a in a Batman world though? I mean, so like, it, it's it takes place to in Gotham City. Right. Thomas Wayne's that. a character. Like I understand that. What do you mean? Is this an actual Joker? But is this the Joker? Is this the Joker? Well, I mean, if you think about it, Jack Nicholson wasn't the Joker when he did it. Heath Ledger wasn't the Joker when he did it. Those were all original portrayals, based I mean, loosely on what was going on. In I mean, the Jack Nicholson just basically played himself. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Heath Ledger completely invented something new. And it's mm-hmm. it's not my pro- my problem isn't the interpretation my my problem is the message of the movie is being hidden by the name. It's, it's definitely like, not hidden. I think you're you're getting hung up on something you don't need to get hung up on. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I it's just the way I feel. I, I think it was I think it was done. The... I think it was done purposefully. Well, yeah, I think definitely. it was premeditatedly. They decided they wanted to make this movie. I don't think originally it had anything to do with the Joker, and then they decided that this should be made I, using the Joker I name. I think that Warner Brothers just needed a win in the movie theater. Yeah. I think that's they were like, we have been trying to do this, fitting a round pe- uh, peg into a square hole, and it's not working, it's not working, it's wor- not working. Let's just try anything. I know you're extremely against this, but I am all for the... Um... Worlds of DC? Is that what it's, it's what it's called? What is that? Worlds of DC is like instead of having the, the DC cinematic universe, the DC extended universe, whatever they were calling it, like the worlds of DC is like the, hey, we're going to make a bunch of movies and they're not necessarily related, but they're all DC Comics characters. And every creator is having their own say in it. Yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Because I already get the, cin- the cinematic universe thing with Marvel. I don't need that again. Yeah. And that's why I was so excited for this movie. I wanted something different. I don't want to see another Marvel movie in DC. I'm really, That's just me. I'm really excited for the the new Gun Suicide Squad. I am too. Like, oh a really excited for it. I think the problem is is that people got that for so long, you can't go in and give them everything they wanted and then pull it back. What do you mean, like try and do a, a universe? So, uh, l- listen, like if they want to do standalone movies outside of this i think that's fine formula but they can't like go marvel can't come out disney or disney or whatever you want to say and say hey you know all these things you've read in comic books that you've always wished you could have like you know we we heard them actually touch on this when we went to the the stan lee thing which we probably should have talked about tonight but um we'll we'll touch on that real quickly um that you know you read these comic books and you know you get to see spider-man and fantastic four and all like an actual comic book fan it's like yeah you have a six-part joker series that's great but 
when you when you're reading a Batman comic book, the most popular, most selling Batman comic books are when Joker is involved with the Batman. I was like, if if you, but they're doing that too, right? I mean, if they want to do these standalones, in addition, I'm fine with that. But to have no interconnected world, I don't think the DC universe. I, you I think do, you're wrong. You could do a Batman movie with Joker. No one owes me anything. No one owes me anything, and there's no. I think just I think because Marvel's a, work doesn't I think that's mean it's a small pool of no, people that thinks that. No one owes you're me right anything. Right. I'm, I'm probably saying, you're probably right. I'm probably of a very small minority here, but I I don't. No one owes me. I don't. No one's forcing me and putting a gun to my head to go see any movie. I don't have to see the new Star Wars movie, right? We're totally getting off track. Of no, no, it, it, it's, about. it's not that. No, but like it, I'm I, not no one's, saying no one's making, you. no one has to make a movie for me. There's so much content being produced right now that there is so much content that I can watch that is for me. If you want the big cinematic, action-packed so, so maybe whatever, maybe after having been so negative about Birds of Prey, maybe that's just not a movie for me, and that's yeah, and also that's okay. I was I'm, I'm I'm off the high horse, so I can say this, <laughs> but like it's okay if it's a good movie and some people find some value in it and maybe someone... I'm trying to get into the habit of not saying a movie's bad. I'm yeah. trying to get into the movie of the habit of saying, I don't like it, it's not for me. It's not for me. Exactly. And that's fair. There's no one has to that. make yeah. movies for me. If Maybe Joker's not a movie for you. No, I'm not, say- I- I'm not saying that it won't be a movie for you. I'm not saying that I enjoy it. I don't like the kind of... Um, Dressing it in something else oh. and trying to present it to you. A wolf in sheep's clothes? Exactly. And that's what I feel are like you tra- Are you in. telling me that, the like the Joker, this movie's put on makeup and a costume and dressed itself up as something else? It we has. have to end on this. It has. <laughs> Good All right, done. Sorry. I'm not done. <laughs> we'll talk more when you see it. You're done. <laughs> My dumbbell. All right, moving on. Who wants to talk next? Dumbbell. Dumbbell, nice. Uh, I guess I, I'll. I'll yeah, go, go, go. Oh, yeah. You've heard from me. His 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 head is just I I can see it. I just think you guys are wrong. I think <laughs> I think they're going to continue. I, th- this I think this is a one off and it'll do well. I think if they keep this formula up, it's not going to do well for them. And like, that's sh- okay. That's fine. Warner Brothers doesn't have a great track record. Period. That's yeah. fine. Like just outside in general, of DC, right? Not e- like even outside of DC, I don't think they have a great track record. Like there's a reason Superman Lives was canceled in like the, the late '90s, mm-hmm. and it was because they had a series of duds. Because I think a lot of the time they don't market their movies well. Um, they have too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, Green Lantern could have been a great movie if they just didn't make it by committee. Uh, sorry, I'm getting off track. All right, so Matt. All right, we'll move on for, <laughs> yeah. officially now. I said my piece. Okay, yeah. Matt, are you? Uh, what, what else? Are you, you done? Are you yeah, done? I'm not, that's okay. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about Dead Eyes Three? Oh yeah, looking forward to. Oh, that's so, a new thing. Yeah, yeah that's a new thing Mr. Yeah. Devino had. So I'm looking forward to I don't know if you guys know Dead Eyes. So um, it was originally Dead Rabbits, right? Yes. Is this the one that had to change their name? Yep, yep, yep. So 1 and 2, they're re-releasing last month and this month or, some, or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Um, and number 3 is going to be the first issue of new original content coming out in December, I think. Nice. Image Comics. So I'm very excited for that. Is this um, Jerry Duggan? Yes. Jerry Duggan. And is, who's doing the artwork on that? I don't remember. I'm sorry. That's all good. Yeah, it's good though. It looked interesting. I like their their logo for for Dead Rabbits when I saw the logo for Dead it's Rabbits. It's real good. Yeah, okay, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Zach, go for it. All right, uh, reading. Um, I've been really busy as of late, which is why I've been missing off the past I think three episodes. Um, but I, I've caught up on a few things like the Doomsday Clock. I've read most of House of X and Powers of Ten. I really enjoyed those, uh, and I caught up on the the most recent issues of the King's Batman run. Uh, I already talked about Doomsday Clock before, so I'm not going to go into it. But I do think that um, someone had a, a, a 
an idea or, or wrote an article about this online, and I, I think I, I wholeheartedly agree with it, that uh, I think King's Run has hit, like, a weird slump because he's he's basically treading water until Doomsday Clock is done um, with, like, some of their, their, like, the extra universal characters, like um, Thomas Wayne, like, Flashpoint Batman being in it, like, not supposed to be there. Um, the The fact that, like... You know, Clark's father is back. Cal, um, Jor-El is in in the Superman titles, and and you know, Batman's got his dad showing up in in the recent issues of Batman. I think all this stuff kind of ties together to uh, to Doomsday Clock. Um, so I think he's kind of treading water a little bit, and it seems like he's finally with the city of Bane, kind of going towards a conclusion. So it's it's moving more so in the right direction. Um, his nightmares arc, I was not a huge fan of. Um, but like the the most recent issues are are a little bit better. His run's not for everyone, and that and that's okay. Um, Watching-wise, I started watching Mindhunter Season 2. Like, I'm behind on everything. I watched Episode 1. You know, I watched the first really the first three. Uh, episode 2, I think they, they interview Son of Sam. And, like, the guy who plays Son of Sam, like, is uncannily, like, oh looks like the guy. It's hmm. weird. That is awesome. That's um, weird. Really cool series. If you haven't watched it, it's about the FBI's Behavioral Science Unit. Uh... I've been catching up with the new season of South Park. I don't actually have TV, so I watch everything like after the fact. Hulu, so, it's on Hulu, like yeah, day it's of, it's right? ho- it's you on mean, Hulu. You day mean after. you don't have TV or you don't have cable? I don't have cable. Okay, I have a TV. Uh, <laughs> I have a really nice TV actually, uh, but uh, no, I, I I've been watching stuff like after the fact. So uh, streaming services are where I'm at. Uh, I've been keeping up with the new South Park season, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, Abstract just dropped the new season on Netflix. has nothing to do with comics, but it's all about art. And that's me getting back on my design high horse. I love it. <laughs> cool. Uh, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Hickman's X-Men stuff after mm-hmm. House of X, Powers of X, uh, Powers of Ten, because it's, um, it's really cool. Uh, it totally betrays the the spirit of, like, the X-Men and, like, the whole, like, hey, we're going to coexist peacefully with humans um, but I think for a, like a storyline that knowing Hickman, it's probably gonna you know go on for like five years. But like it's a cool direction for the title. And if you haven't been like reading the House of X, Powers of Ten stuff, look into it. It's really interesting. Maybe it's not for everyone. Once again, no one's making stuff for everything. But I'm a longtime lapsed X Men fan, and I, I think it's really cool. And uh, I'm also cautiously optimistic for the new Donny Cates Thor. That's like just mm, announced, nice. coming out at the end of the year. Uh, I think it picks up after Aaron finishes his King Thor miniseries. Um, Donny Case has been pretty cool on Marvel books. I really liked the beginning of his Venom series, but I, I just stopped reading it, not because it wasn't good, but just because I needed to cut back at the time. I'm actually reading those now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the beginning. So uh, uh, are you done? Are you done? Uh, yeah, that's a okay. great segue to what, what TC is reading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm continuing to read a lot of the uh, old X-Men stuff. I'm in April of 1994. Um, X Force, um, the X Men title, Uncanny. I mean, some of it's good, some of it's not. And you know what's funny is like Cable also is another one that I just jumped mm-hmm. in. I finished the uh, the Gambit miniseries, which was good. I mean, not all of it's great. I just feel like there's so many X Men and so much confusion that I want to read into you know the current time. I read I think the first issue of ha- I don't remember if it was House of X or Power of X. I was really confused. I was like, I think I'm just gonna go back to it after it's kind of all done. It's, it's gonna be collected as a 12 issue hardcover. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to read it digitally. But um, uh, <laughs> Make sure you read them in so the right convenient. order. Yeah, I know. Really I'll make is. sure to do that. But um, yeah, I've been reading, again, Immortal Hulk has been really good. Uh, I've been fi- I'm kind of catching up on everything from like the November 18 of Marvel side. Uh, DC, hmm. I haven't read much in a while outside of um, 
probably the the book club book because their service isn't great and I don't like to read the physical books as much anymore even though I buy a lot of them. Traitor. I know. Well, it's it, it's because I don't want to ruin them. I can't God forbid something would be worth, worth money. <laughs> you know how many times I've fallen asleep on books, man? Yeah, I, know, and I, I can't do that. I can't okay. browse on the DC app. I need to know exactly where I'm going to read. It's uh, and, and even that is you know we, we said it briefly when we were uh, when we went to the DC headquarters um, during New York Comic Con. You know, I said to um, was it Clark Wolf? I was like, listen, I was like, I don't know Clark how Daily. much. No, no, it was Clark, no, Clark Wolf. Wolf. Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sorry. and I was like, listen, I'll be honest with you. It was just like. The, the the original content like what I'm recently watching I think me and JJ both probably watched this um, Titans has been fantastic but the way you guys set up the comic Even library the comic is very clunky is great, but it's just clunky yeah I mean I mean and they're not as close like I think Marvel's only three months behind with yeah. their library yeah. of stuff it could be six really? months I could be wrong okay. but um it's it's just not where it should be uh, I hope they improve that quickly because that's really the main reason I wanted the DC app was for the reading. I mean, mm-hmm. Not to say that the content doesn't intrigue me, but um, yeah, that's mostly what I've been reading. Again, Venom uh, has been pretty good so far. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Uh, he just, um, spoiler alert for anyone who's behind, he absorbed briefly. Uh, apparently, Flesh Thompson died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he absorbed like his Spoilers. part of his Venom symbiote. I said spoiler alert for whoever. Oh, that was, that was like yeah. before the new Venom that, series. That, that, that was November, off. yeah. And um, so he briefly uh, took on like his consciousness through his symbiote because I That's guess there was cool. still some of it left. But yeah, it, it's been, it's been pretty cool. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, I'm finally catching up on. I think I might be done with Spider Geddon finally in the next two weeks. And um, again, watching the uh, the Titans uh, season six, uh, season two, episode six was the introduction to Connor Kent. I don't think they call him Connor Kent, but Superboy fantastic i said this in the posting on uh don't feed the geeks but he uh at times i did get a very young henry cavill young tom welling vibe from him i think he had a very and he was supposed to have like this sense of innocence of you know discovering the world but he also gets influences from you know the people he's cloned from which is pretty cool too um, so they're, hi- they're pulling that from the Jeff John series. I uh, probably, probably. <laughs> I don't know that series, but um, uh, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable. Um, I hope what happened at the end of the episode doesn't uh, stick uh, because that would be really disappointing. I won't ruin that just yet. But um, it was funny. So um, I didn't know this, but J- who pointed out? JJ, you pointed this out that they had very similar to the comic books, whether yes. you could vote whether. Uh, so in the previous episode, Jason Todd falls out a window. And I guess you got to vote whether he survived or didn't survive. I voted twice. So you did? I voted one way and then I voted the other way and I negated my vote. You're trying to be a Scott Snyder? I, did. <laughs> I totally did. Funny story. Scott <laughs> Snyder um, did that with the original book series. He said he called both ways because he felt bad after he told him. Yeah, he, Jason Todd should die. <laughs> yeah, this was just open for uh, DC Universe members only. Oh, uh, okay. So you lied. You're not DC Universe member. Uh, listen, I got the link. I right. voted. Okay, right. there you go. Don't right. ask well, me maybe questions. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, again, spoiler alert: he doesn't die. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But uh, no, I, I actually like his interpretation of Jason I, Todd. Yeah, it's yeah. he's annoying, but he's annoying in a fun way. Hmm. And um, do you have anything like specific to talk about reading, watching? Because I I think we should briefly talk about this. Stan so, Lee. Well, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. So um, spe- well, let me get through mine. So yeah. specifically, just reading. Uh, I'm still reading my Star Wars. Um, all that that um, I'm catching up on too. Catching up on that stuff. I did start um, our book uh, club book, uh, God Country, which I started. Nice. I'm almost done with it. 
Um, so I haven't stopped. We'll, uh, we'll 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 talk about that. And I'm also reading because I, I went on a on a on a buying spree um, during I think it was Labor Day weekend of buying some books on DC. So I bought I'm reading uh, Wonder Woman Earth One Book Two Volume mm. Two, mm. which uh, you know I bought. I think I got I paid five ninety nine for it. Let um, me know how that is. I like it. I like the first book because so, what I did what I ended up doing was I reread I re I reread the volume one and then I'm reading Sorry. volume two again. Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, watching same thing, just the Titans. TC uh, mentioned all that. Oh, I did watch um, the first episodes of The Flash, Supergirl, and Batwoman. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed The Flash, and that's all I'm going to say about the three shows that I watched. Yeah. You and Sometimes they don't make something. content for you in that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Moral of this episode. Yeah. Um, so I had the really great pleasure of um, privilege. Privilege is yeah. even a better word. Um, I won a lottery through the Marvel Unlimited app, um, which was the event celebrating Stan Lee, which yep. was Marvel celebrates Stan Lee. Yep. I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, which was, uh, this past Monday. Um, well, I'm not sure what date that was, but, uh, the 10th or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I ended up winning. To, I was able to bring a, a guest, and TC came with me. And I went in there not knowing what to expect. Um, they, they really didn't talk about it. Which what was strange about the whole thing was I got the invite. I got I put my name in probably two weeks ago, a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say two weeks ago, and they were supposed to let people know like a week ago. Um, actually, a week before the event, but I ended up finding. I think they sent the emails like Friday out or something like, like that two days Comic beforehand. Con. It was yeah. weird. Um, so we um, this past Monday, we uh, I went down to New Amsterdam Theater, which is on Forty Second between Eighth and Ninth. I'm sorry, Seventh uh, and Eighth. And um, upon arrival there, the line was huge, monstrous. Yeah. And I was there by myself at first. TC hasn't didn't show up yet. Um, but, you know, as I'm standing online there, I'm noticing the people that were online with me were, the, were some of the yeah. biggest names in the Marvel. Huge karmic names. Like, huge names. Was it J. Scott Campbell standing two, 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 yeah. behind you? Two, I didn't know he was standing behind me until I saw his wife walk by me. And I'm like, That's is her. that her? And I, I, I blew it off because I was like, no, what is she walking down 42nd Street uh, on a night like that? Didn't <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then I... When I turned around, he was standing. Jay Scott Campbell was standing right behind me, and that made a lot of sense. Yeah, there was. I mean, the who's who of the Marvel it was universe amazing. was there. I mean, when we, when I came up and met you at the end of the line, which was already wrapping around the corner at that point, I saw Todd Nock there with his wife. Um, Frank Cho had eventually, when you went ran in and found out that we could already go in, um, Frank Cho had already stopped by uh, Jay Scott Campbell, yep. and they were talking. So, I mean, when we got in there, you know, Andy Kubert, who. Um, We'll get into what he did for the show later. He was sitting, for, you know, um, front row, uh, you know, center row for the show. But um, yeah, it was it was a really nice event. So yeah, we uh, we were given uh, these great exclusive comic books, which yeah. are going for crazy on eBay. And and just to point out, I think did you sign up to go to this event? Did you I get did. the email? I, I didn't get the. I didn't win obviously, but yeah. I, I did so it wasn't not every Marvel Unlimited person who signed up got this. So both I and Toy Story also signed up for the event and only JJ got it. So this was a true lottery. It wasn't open to every single, you know, not every single Marvel Unlimited person did get the access to this event. I don't know how they do it because it's... Yeah, it's, it's probably random. It's, it's, well, well, so when we got inside, you know, we were put up on the third floor, the mezzanine the section, the, the balcony, yeah. which was 
still we had great yeah. seats and everything else like that. But the the, the number of I'm going to say Marvel Unlimited people because I'm imagining that's who we were all up there. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of people up there. I, I think they could have definitely allowed a lot more people in. I think it was probably the only thing I could guess is maybe there was more people that they were expecting to show up that didn't maybe mm. more people more creators and employees of marvel who just maybe didn't make it to the show i, I don't know it's because yeah, they wait and see and then they paper that later on. yeah because i think they even it got to the point where they allowed some people from our section to go lower because they needed to fill in some of those lower seats yeah. unfortunately we weren't they want a full house. <laughs> what's that they want to see a full house, yeah so happen, I, and, and just to be clear like i don't at this point by Monday, I don't think it'll be televised, but it's it will it was recorded by ABC to be um, televised at a later event. That's awesome. And it's still I, I checked on the internet. You sent me that link mm-hmm. that it's still not clear when it's going to be right. um, released uh, on ABC or you know maybe an affiliate of ABC. So what this event was was just basically celebrating Stan Lee and uh, the guest list. You know, um, what's his name? Greg Clark. Uh, Clark Greg. Greg. Put it backwards. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's. No, it's Greg Clark. It's Greg Clark. Greg yeah, Clark. Greg Clark oh. from Agents of Shield. Yep. Colson. He Coulson. kind of emceed the event. He uh, did an opener. Uh, so not he. Not even him. Was... Yeah. So Charlie Cox, who played. Well, I don't know how much of this is spoilerific. Um, if we can share it, but uh, I mean, we'll tell you who's there, but um, we won't say what they said. Yeah. Uh, he uh, Charlie Cox kind of opened it up. The only thing I will say is hashtag Save Daredevil is uh, was heard a few times in the event, maybe by Clark Gregg specifically. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Clark Gregg. Yeah, it's Clark. I Gregg. goofed. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Clark Gregg. So I was right originally. Yeah. Yes, you were. Oh, thank God. There's two G's in Gregg. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I got it right. But he kind of emceed the event. He was the host, I guess, yeah. of the event. Um, who else was there? There was also Tom. I mean, there was big names. Tom Hiddleston was there. Yep. Uh, Paul, Paul Bettany, Bentley. who plays Vision. Uh, we had um, What's the Ming Wen-na. Yeah, that girl. Is that... Um, what? Oh, I, I, I'm blanking on her name from... Uh, June loves... My from wife Agents loves of her. S.H.I.E.L.D. She plays May. Yep. Uh, she was there. There was a, you know, Todd so McFarlane came out and spoke. Who's the girl? Deborah Ann Wall. Yes, from she, uh, she, there. she played. Uh, who's the girl in Daredevil? Daredevil. Karen Page. Karen yep. Page. Yeah, I uh, would s- love to meet Todd McFarlane. Just saying. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was really right. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I met him. C- We're all C- friends. C B Sabolsky. C B. Yeah, the new yeah, she, at Marvel. He came out and spoke. Um, the uh, the girl who's doing uh, uh, Riri Williams. I, I apologize. I'm blanking on her name right now. But she came out. She said, "I mean, people. The, the people were really saying the most beautiful things about Stan, and you know what he did for the industry. I mean, re- regardless of you know whether you're a Marvel or DC person, um, you know, I think Stan deserves all the credit he gets on revolutionizing the industry. You know, whether you like the guy personally or not. Um, and I, it, the the thing to me, I'm, I'm sorry to, to no, cut go you off a little bit here, is the." The, the kind of the feeling that you got in the room of overwhelming like love for this person Agreed. And, and it doesn't have to be on like a personal level but what he did for comic books and you know so many people had personal stories that connected it to it you know he he you know he was a huge factor of diversifying you know the comic book industry i mean i'm sure he's not the only factor i'm sure there was other people involved but you know a lot of people attribute you know the change in comic books to him he and he made it personal like there was there was no feeling at there of all of anything else other than love for stan and the comic industry and what he did and it really showed with you know the videos they showed of him and you know the things that people said i mean tom hiddleston probably you know really stole um it for me with the things he said about him and he had only said he met him you know a handful of times right 
but um, he was just such a, a powerful force in the, the comic book industry, and it was a really special event to yep. be a part and of. And in between everybody, they had you know some videos up on the yeah. screen where they showed pictures of him, and there was a great shot of him. You know, on a couch. Like, yeah, lay, lay I, I, a, I've seen that one a few times where he's got like a comic book in front of him. He's completely naked yeah. and holding a comic book. In front of him. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I, awesome. I, I'll be honest with you. I, there, there was a couple times that you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't know if I cried, but I, I definitely uh, watered up a little bit. It's a, uh, it's an emotional. It was a really emotional show. It was an honor to be. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it, it was. Uh, even if I didn't get to meet anyone or see anyone, I mean, I, I would have. you happy to been, be there. Been happy to watch this on TV. It was just, you know, the the feeling you got. I, I think that was the only other thing. The feeling you got by being in that room was that when you looked around, so many people were so happy. And, you know, because of his contributions, that you you felt that. And that's that's what was really magical about being at that event for me. Um, and, I mean, I, I think that's really all awesome. I can say about that. Very well said, guys. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Want to wrap this up then for today? Yes. So we do have a few announcements. Um, the first thing that I wanted to say is I want to give a shout out to Matt Burns. He emailed me and told me his name because we did meet him during New York Comic Con. Right. Matt, we appreciate you for uh, for listening to the show. We hope you continue to do it. Share. And, you know, uh, hit us up every once in a while if there's uh, stuff you like, there's stuff that you wanted to uh, uh, stuff that you want to hear about. Ask us questions if you want. Yeah. Pose a question to the group. Yeah. Get jump, your friends involved, too. Yeah. <laughs> ju- jump in on uh, the next time we do a live book club. Um, but uh, the two things that I do want to go through real quickly, if you can scroll down a little bit more here, <laughs> Mr. JJ. Uh, That's all I got. Oh, there we go. Uh-oh. Okay. That's too high. A little lower. Okay. All right. So what's coming up recently is we have the Suffolk Comic and Art Expo happening on October 26, 2019. It's on a Saturday. From 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yes, it is on a Saturday. This year will be held at the Suffolk County Community College Grant Campus in Brentwood. It's on uh, Crooked Hill Road on Brentwood, New York. Tickets are $20 for and for children 10 and under, they are free. So the price went up a little bit on this. I think it's because, um, you know, there's a lot more guests and stuff coming. A lot of big names. Yeah. So just briefly, I'm going to tell you the people that are coming this show include Jim's legends like Jim Steranko, Adam Kubert, Barry Kitson, Larry Stroman. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm not even like I'm scratching the surface on how many awesome creators will be there. You know, we have a ton of local people, too, like our buddy, you know, Tom Travers. Another one of our friends, uh, Kreese. I don't know. Billy. We don't know if Billy Tucci's going or not, but uh, Billy Tucci might be there. Mike Lilly, you know, another one of our friends, Riley Brown, John Broglia, Eddie Avila, Jay Lipson, Sean Chen, and JC Vaughn. I mean, mm-hmm. and guys, like this is like a small percentage of the people that are going to be there. So if you're in the area, if you can make it there, there's going to be a lot of creators. This is a pure comic show. Comic uh, art. Yeah, comic art, comic creators, comic writers. Uh, and there's comic book vendors there too, uh, where collectibles, uh, Kyle's comics, uh, a lot of good people. Um, so the last thing I want to leave you guys with, you prob- you've already seen the posts that we've done. Huracan 2019 is going to be Saturday, November 23rd this year. This show is held at Bethany Congregational Church located at 100 Main Street in East Rockaway, New York. This show, um, the Bethany served as a relief center for the very hard hit East Rockaway area during Hurricane Sandy and had to pay a lot of for a lot of the improvements that they needed to make after, you know, they served as the relief center out of pocket. And this show is being run by a guy named David Donovan. 
um, to help raise um, money to, you know, make the improvements, you know, get some recoup some of the money that they needed to pay to make the improvements. Um, we kind of teaming up a little bit with him here. Um, so the fi it's five dollars at the door and they're doing a charity raffle, which um, we're kind of looking for our friends in the creative side and the vendor side. If they're willing to donate anything, you know, either let us know or contact David Donovan. You can, you know, reference the uh, the post I made the other day. Um, but 100% of these um, donations go to the church. So any support you guys can uh, provide would be awesome. And uh, that's all I got for now, guys. There you go. All right. So uh, you'll see us Sorry around. And remember, <laughs> until next time. Don't be the geeks.